Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome once again. Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the dulcet tones of Matthew, with various dog pictures he has on his wall, Jack King, hello, looking all professional, and the welcome return of Ross Twiddell. How the hell are you, Ross? I'm not too bad, Matthew. Thank you very much for your lovely, warm welcome. I thought after a couple of weeks of Adam, I know Andrew was here last week, but I anticipated to be here last week, but I got a little bit of a cold. Went to a beer garden for the first time since September. Sat there, socially distanced, everything was fine, had a few jars, and then I got a cold, so that, that scuppered me plans. But I thought, after a couple of weeks of, um, of Adam, I should buy a mint jumper and present myself as a bit more of a Tory. Because this is very much like I'm going down to the boat club, or maybe going down to play some polo, you know? You've been on quite... Um, I've noticed you've been wearing new clothes every time I've seen you for the past few days. You've seen me twice this week. Seen you three times? Three times! I, I, saw, I saw you in your shacket. That I saw is... you in a grey jumper, perhaps. And now I'm in jumper. Uh, did you That's buy because one? I got a, a, a. I spent a hundred pounds at H and M. That is the first time because I've been. You know what you're like. Well, you wouldn't know what it's like, but when you're a fat lad, right, you always go, "I'm going to lose a lot of weight soon. It's going to be fine. I don't have to buy clothes for a while because I need to buy new clothes and I lose a lot of weight." And it never happens. So I've been living off like Burton's and Tesco and places like that, just just uh, playing t-shirts. And I thought, you know what? going to be here for a while the flabber so we'll get to h&m and try some clothes on and they fit which is a surprise because apparently it's a place where clothes don't fit normally oh that's good that's so good that's a victory for the fat lad at h&m how are we all today oh ah, you know. i've rambled there for a long time <laughs> oh quite... we hate rambling on this show <laughs> my god yeah tighten it up how dare you talk about interesting things in your life um jack we haven't asked how you were i just want to do the big hey ross Whoa. is back for people so they can stay listening what about yourself, mate? I'm all right. Generally, I'm fine. But like last night, I had a terrible night's sleep because there was two people arguing in the street behind my, like the one that my bedroom window looks out on, like the back street. And they were just arguing and arguing. And there was like, at one point, I think he kicked out a garage or a nearby garage in anger. Uh, a bottle got smashed or something. I was just like, oh, can you just shut up? It was just, yeah, it was just, just bad. But you, you have know, to one out the window. I thought about it, but then I thought I'd wake up Owen if I did that. Will you shut up, man? I've got yeah, work man. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they went away eventually. But the whole argument was about she wanted to just lie down there and sleep. 
And he wanted to, he was like, you can't be lying to Nehman. It's four in the morning. And she was like, it's not, it's five. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, it was just, it was just going around in circles and I was losing my mind. But yeah. It was a nice night, nice night last night. That's an easy oh, sentence to say. Yeah. First sort of warm night that was been in Newcastle for a while, I thought, last night. Mm, it was, it was nice. Well, by this point, the sun was starting to come up. So it was quite, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm how sure, romantic, eh? I know. I'm sure she must have looked at that ground outside our garage and thought, I could stay there for a few hours. Yeah. I could. And he, he obviously didn't agree. Oh, it sounds like Lady and the Trump. Yeah. Trump Such and the Trump. Trump, the Trump and the Trumpet. Yes. I can say that now with my mint jumper on. Oh, is that yet the Tory <laughs> show? Oh, no. God, you're right, Ross. Freemasons. No, no. <laughs> no. Expensive Masons. That's where they go to now. So... Uh, you're right, the weather has been lovely here in Newcastle upon time. And mm. it's nice that we're all able to go outside and do stuff, get colds, walk to a pub, show out of practice we are, everything. It's been fantastic, hasn't it? <laughs> it's like getting the stabilizers out again for life. Uh, I'm good, Jack. It's, uh, you're did right. I ask, it's sorry, did I, did I ask, how are Nobody you, Matthew? Nobody asked Matthew, <laughs> shut up, okay. <laughs> I like said, yeah, are yeah, yeah, I'm all right, Jack. Jack, Jack I didn't ask. Are you, <laughs> all right? are you all right, Matthew? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm oh, going off to say it's just been one of those weeks where I'm alive, I'm kicking, and that's all I need, to be honest good with you. Good stuff. Are you looking forward? I know you're more of a 90s football man than a current football man, yeah, but are yes. you, I'm really... It's We've been starved of an international tournament for so long now. I cannot wait. The Euros are around the corner. Come on. What's the okay. darts back on? <laughs> no, the football. Uh, is, good. No else, is no one else that excited about it? Oh, I'm excited. We're, ah. we're, we're winning it this year. I don't, I don't know if you've heard... I don't know if you've heard, Matthew, but England have got quite a good football team these years. Maybe oh, shackled by a football manager who was too defensive and too conservative. Mm. Not the Tory way, just a bit careful. The Petiti way, yes. Uh, no, just a bit careful, so he is Gareth. So hopefully Gareth just like wears a bigger fit and waistcoat and just lets you know let it all hang out a bit more and then attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Pro I... wrestling though, it's it's all right, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, the wrestling's fine. But just back to the foot, just back to the football one second. <laughs> I'm just. I saw a tweet saying, like, if England don't win this tournament, then Gareth Southgate has failed. And I was like, whoa, we've, oh, not, won a, we've not won a tournament since 1966. He's got, look at that squad he's got, though. Yeah, but look at the squad France has got. Or don't Belgium, care. or Germany. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Ben Godfrey, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what, I'm like, oh, I'm really bothered. But then I remembered, wait, the 2018 World Cup and the euphoria that mm. grabbed the nation. Hey lads, what? It's coming home like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a few weeks in. Oh my god, it could actually come home. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. That was oh, a good time. Imagine. Imagine if we I don't want to say it, but imagine. That's yeah, what that that was that was our feeling encapsulated for several yeah. weeks. Lads, it's legitimately coming home. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't, but it was like, yeah. But we look so good. We did all right. Sorry. We'll get knocked out in the group stages this time. Because 2018, <laughs> no. 2018, there was no expectation whatsoever after 2016. Yeah. And now there is expectation. Wee! We've got... What, Another Cro- draw with the Yanks. We've got Croatia, Czech Republic, and Scotland. Scotland. Oh, that's a big one. That is a big one. Oh. It's not a big one, is it? That's the a terrible, big one. Terrible footballers. Jen will be all oh, over Twitter. No, if, stop, if Ross, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just terrible. They're not gonna say it's like 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 Manchester City maybe playing Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. This is tempting all kinds of things. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to the news wrestling. Woohoo! Big news this week on April twelfth, twenty twenty one. It was announced that Adnan Burke would become the new play by play commentator for Monday Night Raw. 
Six weeks later, May 25th, three days ago, he and the company mutually parted ways because that Dan claimed the schedule was too much for him and his family. I don't okay. think six weeks is an appropriate length to get situated in something that he hasn't done before, to be honest mm. with you. No, he wasn't good, but who the hell is after six weeks of doing something new? Yeah, it's uh, there's been rumours that apparently it might not have been as mutual as everyone's assuming, but if that's the case, if it was really that, then I think fair enough. He didn't want to, he wanted to see his family more and he'd been really thrown in at the deep end, hadn't he? So, yeah. yeah. I feel a bit bad for him, like because that that first week he had, I thought, you know what, you're you're quite reassuring. You you've got a different vibe to your Adnan. You're nice and calm. You're very measured. You're very just trustworthy. You're a trustworthy man, Adnan. But then it would appear that the more it's gone on, the more he's been produced, and the more he's just got worse and worse and worse. And what can you do? I guess I guess he's used to a much less produced environment than wrestling. Probably. I just assume that after all, you you're hearing the in the dirty sheets and whatnot. So I don't yeah. know. But they've, they've found a new man, haven't they? A new bald man. Have they? Uh, 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 oh. Yes, and that, man, that man's name is, of course, Tom Phillips. He no. has announced <laughs> that he would be placing Adnan Verk in his role in April. Two days later, uh, they announced they released Phillips from his contract. I think it's nearly nine-year tenure with the company. I'm so surprised because Tom Phillips, I know that he kept getting bounced from show to show and, and he was actually not doing that much recently. But he just seemed like the next Michael Cole, didn't he? He seemed like everything they'd want in a in a lead play-by-play man. So I don't understand that at all. Maybe I saw an interesting thread on Reddit theorising that maybe he just doesn't like doing commentary and that's why they keep bringing him back and he keeps then leaving and then they keep bringing him back and then he keeps leaving shows. But now he's gone for good, so... Yeah. You're right, um, the next Michael Cole. Inoffensive, but bland, yeah, descriptive. The hummus... Of commentators, uh, I didn't, <laughs> Tom didn't Phillips mind wasn't. Him. I thought Tom was not the the same. I know he was. W's got their style and whatnot with commentators, but I thought Tom was a lot more palatable and a lot more listenable than Michael Cole is. <laughs> uh, this is this is Michael Cole before the partnership with Pat McAfee. Cause I'm liking Michael Cole these days, but uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I thought Tom was excellent. Man. In terms of what WWE want from their commentators, their play by play these days, I thought he was excellent at that stuff. Yeah. So especially, was... especially, sorry, just briefly, but especially him and Corey, you could tell they mm. were really friends. You could tell there was a real camaraderie there. I hope he does stick about though in wrestling because you think about the overproduction of WWE commentators. He was as good as that then, when he's not produced. We also Michael Cole in that U that UK tournament. How good he was! How good can Tom Phillips be when he's not got someone shouting in his ear three hours a night? Yeah, and yeah. You're right though. Tom and Corey would have good chemistry on Two or Five Live, where it's like ah, two and two and five people are watching this show. Let's just <laughs> let's just chill out and hang out and. Uh, Bring up some photos that were taken on an airplane that one yeah. time. It's, uh, inter- it's so. interesting, though, because um, Aidan English said on the, on the Straight to Hell he did on the channel that uh, uh, Tom Phillips was like the second in command to Michael Cole. Like Michael Cole had appointed Tom Phillips into, like, to oversee the rest of the commentary team, so getting Aidan English on the 205 Live, I think, was Tom Phillips' call, if that was me remembering right. So oh. to see him go from, you know, just the second from the top to just gone completely is very weird. He was like the Darth Vader yeah. to... Michael Cole's Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> you know what? That Ad- makes as much sense as the recent films. So well done, Lads, Jack. Lads, can I try and make a reference? Does that make Adnan the Jar Jar Binks? Oh, oh, oh he's oh, done it! Oh, oh, oh he's done it! Yeah, take a bow. Take everyone drink from their cups. Mm. Slurpy slurp reference, man. That's, that's the one film I've seen in the in the Star Wars because was it came out around my eighth birthday, so I got a lightsaber yeah. for my birthday. Double ended one. Saucy. Oh. 
Speaking of that, obviously we'll get onto the commentators in a second, but I had forgotten until someone brought up on, I think, one of the Twitch streams we do on Call the Holic, twitch.tv slash Call the Holic, and the Jar Jar Binks sticky tongue toy, where you'd flick it and it sticks oh! to the wall and stuff like that. Yeah, something that I'd never thought about was because it was candy. So if you were like me and you'd stick it to the floor, the ceiling, and everything else, um, and then you'd want to eat it afterwards because <laughs> you were stupid. You basically had to get it from Jar Jar's what? mouth. It was so, edible. Yeah, essentially had to neck on with Jar Jar to get the candy. <laughs> I, and I've never I thought about that now. I didn't. Right up. I had one that wasn't edible. I'm pretty sure. Are you Uh-oh. sure they were? Are you sure they were edible? <laughs> if you can eat it, it's edible. Okay. <laughs> Imagine being the manufacturer of that thing, just going like, "Oh, how can we get the kids to?" to oh. <laughs> George Lucas reads the feedback. Right, they're necking on with Jar Jar. So much to like that. So, with Verk out, Phillips out, Jimmy Smith, former UFC and Bellator MMA announcer, will oh. be joined by color commentators Corey Graves and Brian Saxon on the W's Red brand. Uh, we don't know for how long, because at this current pace, both Chris Kamara and Ross Twiddell are <laughs> signing up. So, watch your space. Why don't they just have Corey and Byron do it? Why do they need three? I mean, that's when, when the wrestling's been happening on Raw these past few weeks, it has just been Corey and Byron with Adnan just sitting there doing nothing. So I guess this guy's got some experience of calling sports, which is a good thing. Well, calling, like, combat sports, which is a good thing. But I think I read somewhere that he was, like, the, the analysis rather than the... Uh, the analyst, sorry, rather than the, uh, the play-by-play guy. So it's a different role completely for him. So all the best. I think he was on the... Uh, was he on the, one of the... Stand, was he on the Stand and Deliver pre-shows, maybe? Like, that's the kickoff shows? No, I, I I did, which was a shame. But <laughs> but I think he was on there with Sam Roberts, maybe. And yeah, he's not a play-by-play guy, so I'm assuming Byron will do start doing the play-by-play. That's just a guess, but we'll see. Congratulations to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, by the way. He was shaved his head completely bald. Does he look good? He, he looks a lot better for it, I think. Ah, yeah. sure. Oh, is this because of our Andrew? Oh, sorry, you're not supposed to mention him because he's... Kayfabe, because he's uh, is suspense. Sorry, sorry. Make sure you cut that out, editor. We don't want anyone <laughs> talking about Andrew Beast suspended for throwing I mean, to the be fair, tea the, the footage was there for all the footage stuff, was conclusive. So yeah, pretty pretty disappointing in the guy. Really, I mean, to I waste a, a full bag, it would seem of Aunt Bessie's <sighs> is uh, scandalous in my opinion. I enjoyed Sam's bit. I didn't realise that was going to happen. Just Sam appears on the footage chasing Defender him away. Defender of the office, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of it. <laughs> That's what, what I should have done last night. Yeah, so also there's people behind Jack's house. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> so this also goes hand in hand with over 35 employees getting laid off at these main offices to um, streamline the respective departments at the small mm-hmm. divisions. From my experience, that usually means people doing other people's work because they're mm-hmm. no longer there. Uh, sorry to hear about that, lads. Yeah. John Cena. Is in the oh, news, both wrestling God. and mainstream. Apologise for referring to Taiwan as a country. I don't know what would take longer. Explaining the entire history and why that is a thing, or explaining Hogan's promo at Bash at the Beach 2000. Um, so we'll just say the simple reason is because China has become this enormous market for big, dumb Hollywood films, and John Cena is starring in the new Fast and the Furious film, so he needed to do it. Yeah... Ni do, hao, we have any, John. do we have any Chinese or Taiwan, China people listening? Do we probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, I would usually try and make a joke, but I don't want to do an apology video. No, I'm scared. Either, so yeah, I'm I'll scared. just say yes. 
We'll just move on, eh? You I know? don't think we'll have any government officials watching, but you never know. You never, never know. We, we, we never know, don't we? No, you never know. Respect China. And Taiwan. China. Taiwan, China. Oh, oh, China. No. oh, what have I done? Okay. I can't believe it. Jack, and North Korea. Hey. Love you. <laughs> After Vice. Oh, of know, course. That's what, that, yes. that was what I... Oh, God. That's an eye-opener. That, mm. that dark side of the ring, yeah. It's incredible scene. Bischoff is a silly man. Yeah, Bischoff is the stupidest yeah. man jogging. on earth. <laughs> Why did you do that? He uh, did it just with a power trip, didn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. these North Koreans running away from me. I'm powerful. I'm Eric <laughs> Bischoff. <laughs> he's there. He's like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he felt like King Kong running. <laughs> Tremble before me. Like, I will crush you. He's like, no, you weren't, but the officials might. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's it was a crazy, crazy thing that happened. But only Inoki could do it. Only Inoki mm. could go, let's go to North Korea. What we really recommend you don't. You recommend I don't do it? Yeah, Inoki. Oh, I'm really going to do it. So, I like the bit where he was saying, they were like having, obviously, the translation pop up at the bottom. And he was saying, I think, why do you think Hogan said no? Is I think Hogan's a very careful man. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, well. We'll see. I really enjoyed Scott Norton and that me. I don't know what it was about his general demeanour and what he was saying. Like, oh, I'll beat them up if I could, like. <laughs> Scott, Scott, yeah. Scott Norton, I didn't realise he was, he was obviously very good friends with Hawk, probably, because he was so fuming at the notion that Flash Funk could have, <laughs> could, or Two Cold Scorpio, could have beaten up Hawk. He was like, no, oh, he was on medication. The real Hawk would have battered him. <laughs> He was a medication. All right, when did that medication start? Uh, between 1983 until 2003. <laughs> All right, okay, cool. Oh, oh, come on. The, the Road Warriors uh, legacy is quite renowned, isn't it, for their drugs? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Oof. And also the story about him. Road Warrior Hawk would wake up every day and sniff on monkey hormones from a jar. That's gone around once or twice. What? So, yeah, That's... you know what? If he's if he was on monkey hormones, you may have been able to struggle with that. Where'd you get <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. One, one, one point, uh, can I get um, monkey hormones? <laughs> no, not nine with a flake in it. Good but yeah, on. I did like that vice one. And speaking of crazy wrestling stories, wow, I hope you like the Ultimate Warrior because you wait along for a documentary and two of them show up at once. Uh, WWE's decided again that, you know what? Oh, Vice having something to say about this. Let, let's do our own one. Let's do mm. our own little spin on it. And I haven't seen the Vice one yet, but. The Ultimate Warrior one was fascinating just to see, like, yes, uh, he did have some interesting views. Uh, yes, he did have a blog where he talked about being conservative. Um, here's some snippets of it, yes. But we think maybe he changed his mind later on. They're still going with this idea that in front of no one backstage, he was like, you know what, I regret everything I ever said in the last 10 years. And then he walked three steps and died. So I've not seen that one, but was it was it pretty bad for that? It it, it it whitewashed a lot of stuff. Yeah. And with Walmart Warrior, needed a lot of paint for that. Um, <laughs> the, the thing was like, the, the usual wrestling lies. Like, of course Bischoff went for a run and no one else saw him and stuff. Of course <laughs> Bruce Pritchard said, yes, he tested uh, positive for HGH, which there's no way of testing, which is a quite famous thing about HGH. And all these other little wrestling stories just to change the narrative one more time for whatever mm. purpose it is. Because wrestlers lie. But, I've got no interest in watching any more of that series after the Macho Man won me. It's I only, just so clear yeah. they've got an agenda against the ones they like and the ones they don't like. What was the Macho Man one like? Oh, wait. Everyone, everyone, <sighs> every other like, sort of document was so like, oh, well, look how great they are. Let's celebrate no. the legacy. And then Macho Man was the first ever wrestler to take drugs and die. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no other wrestler did drugs before <laughs> the Macho Man, Randy Savage. 
So it's I'll so be sticking annoying. with Vice and Vice alone when it comes to Ultimate Warrior, I think. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see the contrast just between what, please think this, you know, and then, well, Vice is like, no, this is what happened. Mm. Also see Vice pull out a shirt. They did the AEW mentality of putting out a shirt after they got some criticism from Dana Warrior. Yeah. Smut and filth. Smut and yeah. filth. Well, that's going to look great out of context in a few years, isn't it? <laughs> Walk around with a smut and filth shirt going, what's it? Well, Dana Warrior didn't like this one documentary, right? So I I, I don't care, bye. <laughs> um, Velveteen Dream gave a statement. Oh, wow, what a great way to start the show. We've had North Korea, Taiwan, <laughs> oh, no. China, drugs, and now moving on to Velveteen Dream. Uh, he said some stuff. Yeah, how's that sound? That, yeah, brilliant. That's all I want. That's, that's all beautiful. I, that's Sorry. all I want to touch. That's all I want to touch there. Yeah. Don't make a touch joke. I can hear the cogs turning. Speaking of touching, that's what he. Yeah. Um, Jack, I would never say. <laughs> okay. Ever since we got well, demonetized before, I know I said it. Yes. All I want to say is it. Uh-oh. It didn't make much sense, did it? But um, yeah. We'll we'll move on. <sighs> didn't make any sense. It made. Nonsense. (laughs) The goal was open. (laughs) The the kick was good. And that was the end of the news. Okay. Bringing it home for England. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. Now for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. I'm very excited to see this because apparently the comments were raging in a good way. Uh, for all the Eurovision comments we did last week. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. In condescending order, last place first. We are the winners. Oh. 27%. Okay, fair enough. 27% though, look. Epic Sax Guy, 32%. Andrew's... Ot- oh, God's actually got the technical term here. Automaton? Oh, Tomatone, I believe he Automaton. pronounced it as. It's little instrument that goes, wah, wah, wah. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And he can play it very well. Of course, oh, he's yeah. very talented, that lad. But also, uh, but, but also, yeah. But also, he's a despicable. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like wrestlers. Oh, great his work. <laughs> Horrible human being. Well, he's sure uh, got plenty of time to practice it now, hasn't he? Yeah. Tosser. Oh, yeah. Getting himself suspended from work for throwing Yorkshire puns at the office. <laughs> you know, Steve McQueen had the ball. He's got the automaton. Forty-one <laughs> percent. Well done, Andrew. The first and last thing he's probably ever going to win here after those uh, awful things he did. So, well done, Andrew. We're in your prison cell. We hope you can hear this. Sound of one man clapping. Uh, I've got a, um, I've got a, a DM on Instagram from. I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, but a, a man named Vi, Vi Do, Vidotas, who is from Lithuania, and he mentioned as I referenced oh. the song. So he went, "Hello, Jack. Just listened to this week's Cult Holly podcast and saw one thing I would never have expected: you talking about the Lithuanian song from Eurovision Zero, uh, Eurovision 06. Since I am myself from Lithuania and have been following your channel from the start." That year, the band finished sixth, which to this day is the best achievement in our country's history of Eurovision. This year, we have a band called The Roop, and everyone's going crazy and thinking we can maybe even win the contest. Yeah, he sent this before Eurovision actually happened. So. Okay, let's see where can they... Can I just say, Ukraine got robbed. I thought Ukraine was fantastic. I like my heavier music, lads. Not as much as Matthew probably, but still, I like it on a heavier side. And that Italian song did not cut the mustard for me whatsoever. Not at all. Mm. I didn't get to watch it. Yeah. I watched the first half and then I had to, I had to go for drinks. Ugh. Oh, Lithuania got se- seven points. We got we got none. We got yeah. none. Oh no way! I'm reading this wrong. Oh god! List every single points thing. Oh god! This is horrible. Oh right. There's no. 
Okay. Uh, well done, Lithuania. Whatever you've got, <laughs> take forever. Um, yeah, I was when it came to Eurovision. Seems to talk about it again. Um, little big pulling out. Little big. Little big. We rushers. Oh. Um, wow. Sorry, you know, Tommy, my own friend group, where we all listen to Little Big all the time, and now I'm like, yeah, L- they're a band. I so thought good. it was a game where you ran around yeah. like a little puppet. Little big planet. Little big planet. Oh, Thank you. oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Oh, remember that? Uh, no. Um, yeah, they had a song and ready for Eurovision and stuff like that for last year. So obviously they did them back. Uh, it was like twenty. No, they didn't do that at all, did they? I'm talking complete rubbish. How did anyway? The point is, I know a band. Oh, I couldn't believe that. Whatever country it was that had Flo Rida. San Marino. San Marino just whaps out Flo Rida, Matthew, on the stage. It's there, big in letters, Flo Rida. Then they come near the bottom, I think. How is that that allowed? Because it's absolute. It's 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 poo housery of the highest degree. You've got to you've got to admire that kind of poo. Like, could we just have Britney Spears in then? Wait, I of course you can. Is that is that the rule? If you can get her, right? If you just grab Americans and bring them to your entry for Eurovision. Or even better still, if Graham Norton and his pals who organise Eurovision, I assume, every year are watching. um, Get the lad on TikTok who just pulls a sassy face at at stupid people doing stupid things. You ever seen that where someone, like, gets a toothbrush and, like, cuts it down and inserts some toothpaste thing so the toothpaste comes through the bristles and he just goes... (laughs) Get him, because he's very popular. That's what we should do. Go to TikTok and get someone popular. Sounds good. I do like the the TikTok format of somebody does something and someone reacts to it because some of those reactions be you know, I'm like ah reaction videos, but some people are just like either oh that's the greatest thing I've ever seen and make you really fashioned, or they roast it and it's beautiful. Yeah, the yeah. the um Ollie Ball did a really good one. It's Ollie Ball here. Where what's happened to Ollie Ball? He's really fell off the map at the minute. Hopefully he's back soon. I've seen some Ollie Ball ones that are funny anyway. Do you not remember Ollie Ball? It was only like I, I never got exposed. I heard, I've heard you speak about him. I've oh, never got yeah, the only way I've, I was going to think, oh, I don't know him. Uh, you, of course, you do. We talked about it on maybe. Ollie no, Ball. it would have been Tom. I talked about him with. It's Ollie Ball it here. It brings up the game Ollie Ball, which is a ball that has Ollie written on it. Was Ollie Ball just like a fever dream? I don't understand. Yeah, let's pretend he never happened. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. everywhere for like a month. Oh, the world is a weird place that, now. Yeah. Literally, Andy Wall was right. Everyone's getting yeah. their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the Sidemen react to Ollie Ball. Oh, there you go. KSI, like, yeah, I love Ollie Ball. Me. Play, yeah. The Hall of Fame. Ross, I know. I'm sorry in advance to compare you to Andrew. I know that you would never commit a crime, and if you did, you'd own up to it straight away. So, that aside, can you please go first with your Hall of Fame pick? Yeah. Um, I, I was just trying to think that I have a committed a crime ever. I don't think I have. Apart from making That's YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for the shacket. The concept of a shacket. Because let me tell you, revolutionary. Matthew, to some days you, you feel like dressing up, but you can't be bothered. Shacket is your answer. Because a shacket is your halfway point between just a standard, like, you know, just a, a, a jacket and a shirt. It's a shacket. But it feels more like a jacket. It's a shacket. Mm. And I got a shacket from H&M. And not only did I turn heads down the pub, I turned heads on the YouTube comments <laughs> this week because lots of, well, I saw one comment. I had a few likes going, that's a nice shacket. Um, so <laughs> that, 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 that'll do me. So I'm going to go for the shacket, which um, Ant McPartland ruined for me a few years ago because he made the, the, the error of wearing a shacket with the buttons done up. So it doesn't look quite right because it looks like a shirt, but with no form. Keep the mm. buttons open, Ant-Man, for goodness sake. 
Mm. Keep the buttons open. So the Hall of Fame is over this week. Then Ross has nominated an item of his clothing. It's going in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you're right. He's pulled out. It's like when it's like when a Digimon goes to its super evolution. He's pulled out the, wow. the clothes. Yeah. Look uh-huh. at you. Look at you multitasking. Talk about stuff about Ross and then Digimon him with me. You're beautiful, Jack. <laughs> I like the Digimon. Like in the Matrix, theme. where he's like just comboing the Smiths, not even looking at them. I've never seen an episode of Digimon, but I do like the theme tune. Mm. Digimon, digital monsters, digital fighting champions. Digimon are the champions. Ah, Changing to a digital champion. Yeah, I was never. I remember the. I remember the film more than the series. I watched the film, which was a weird film. Used to it be was... on CITV, wasn't it? Yeah. For us, so yeah. I was but I never really got into it. I was CBBC me. Mm. Oh, that was it. Like because yeah, Sky ITV One got way. Pokemon, ITV signed 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 Digimon the exclusive contract, <laughs> and then BBC got Monster Rancher. Was that anyone that right? We need Monster an anime. Monster Rancher. Okay. An anime that sells stuff to kids now. I was never times. a Monster Rancher person. But... Well, I'd watch it and go, "Yay!" Uh, it's rubbish. Mm. The only thing I had time of day for on CITV was Art Attack. Was that on CITV? Did you not watch yes, it SMTV was. Live? No, not I really, really no. count that. Really? As an ante- as a, I thought everyone watched SMTV of our age. Never mind. Live, no, and, live put... and kicking, oh, kicking Dom in the bungalow. Right, right. I was more SMTV kid. Cat Dealey as well. She was in there. All the hasn't under... aged a day. I saw her the other week down yeah. the shops. <laughs> <laughs> down the shops. I saw her on the Did internet. She had a nice jacket. <laughs> But um, I'd go back and forth, to be honest with you, because between CBBC and uh, CITV. Is that the Monday Night Wars? <laughs> it, no, I, I said it literally was at the weekday wars at 3.15. <laughs> Austin 3.15 says, I'm watching Andy Peters. <laughs> but, um, like, CBBC would have stuff like the Really Wild Show, and then Blue Peter would come on, and I'd turn over the channel immediately, because I didn't <clears> get that show. Um, but then ITV would have Art Attack, uh, Nightmare, but CBB- stuff like that. CBC the Wild Phone Breeze. Oh. Oh, oh yes, CBC. Rosie and Jim was on BBC. BBC, yeah. But then Tilly Tom and Tiny was ITV, I think. Tots TV. Uh, Tots TV were BBC. But uh, then my my mum threw the cat among the pigeons because we got on digital. Remember that back in four. the day. Yeah. On digital and Cartoon Network was on there, mm. and four. Nickelodeon might have been on there as well for a brief stint. So I got um, Angela, what's her face? I've forgotten. Anaconda. 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 She, she did the pre-show, the kickoff show, the Digimon movie. Yeah, she did. Oh. They should, I remember that sketch. They go and see it. Yeah, she was the Tom Phillips of her age. My, my name, name is Angela. Angela. Hey, hey, hello. hello. Yeah. Welcome to my very, very own show. show. I'll introduce my friends to you. Oh, oh no. no, it's it's Ninny Poo, China, <laughs> Taiwan, China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's China. That sounds like that's how that's how Cena did his apology saying, video. Do you not see it? That sounds like it. it. <laughs> That sounds like a lazy NXT superstar's name. Welcome to the ring. Taiwan. China. <laughs> That's right. No, unlike every other WWE name, we'll be, we will not be shortening this one. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, uh, the shacket. I like that shacket, you, yeah. you can... I like the idea of the shacket as well. I had to Google what the hell that meant, but I like it. But I've done it because it's, it just feels nicer. Sometimes you feel vulnerable just wearing a shirt because we're, we're at risk of the environment here in Newcastle. Uh, with the ever-changing weather. But when I wear it, I don't so much look as a professional or outgoing or ant or deck. I look more like Raven circa 98. <laughs> so, whatever works. What about yourself, Jack? Do you like the shacks? I've never, I've never had a shacket before. But I'm not against the idea. I'm not, I'm not against the idea of one, though. 
Yeah. Why, why are you against the idea? I'm not against the idea. I'm not against the idea. <laughs> Did you threaten us to overrule him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So... Who came second? Oh, you came, came second. second, yeah. So, you know what? Just because of how long he was at that company for, even though for the first bit of it, I don't think he did anything too remarkable other than get mocked by Kevin Owens and Jericho, just for the fact that he was caught doing, well, it wasn't his fault, obviously, it was the cameraman's fault, for doing the stretch pose to make the person he was interviewing look bigger. I'm going to nominate Tom Phillips. Fair enough. Yeah, because you're right. I, I when I compared him to Hummus earlier, I necessarily mean that in a negative way. I'm all right with my commentators be being uh, less overbearing, less talky, less look at me, look at me. Because with three people, you don't need that. So I think Tom Phillips did his role well, and I also like the fact that wait, he wasn't here that long, was he? And then you look, and you, who was he doing that to? Ryback, like oh, okay, yes, was he it? has been here a while, hasn't he? But it wow. didn't didn't feel like very long. So, yeah, at least five years. William, I'm going to sneeze now. Elephant, elephant, elephant. Oh, elephant, I'm sorry, Ross. Elephant, elephant. Oh, fire it's all kicking Tom. off. That's fire Tom. Oh, it's the fire alarm, man. Or it's can Andrew I ha- causing. Can I have a job? Oh. Yeah, it's just, fire, it's just the fire alarm, man, isn't it? It's going to be. The fire alarm. Brace yourselves. Man. There it is. Oh, yes. So you've gone for Tom Phillips. God, that was quick. Is all it is because our fire alarm will last for ages. Weep. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, is that uh, it? Yes, I'm offices? going with Tom Phillips. I was going to say, how many offices are here? There's, there's one, two in this building. Hmm. One, two. There's only there's like uh, there's hours, then there's one upstairs, and that's it. So you don't really need a big fire alarm, do you? Not too many mm. people to alert. That's true. That's a spirit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my. Pick. Have you, Ross? Have you ever gone on the? Uh, I've always, th- I've always dreamed of of snooping around in the building and finding a way up to there, but I've never been able to do it. I've never had the balls. But have you been on the sky bridge between our side of the car park and the other side of the car park? No, no, I've never done. No. no, exactly. That's it's foreboding, isn't it? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I don't know. I think it's through Unit Five, isn't it? How you get to upstairs? I assume I'd have to trespass to get there. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine what it's like. We'll send Andrew up there. <laughs> nothing to lose now, is he? No job or anything. Could we? Could we get onto? Could we get under the roof? No. That's the uh, student accommodation. That's the where the roof is. Our roof, though. Oh, there's a. You can get on our roof, can you? No, that's what I'm saying. Could we get on our? Oh, roof? could you? Oh, I thought you meant there was something up there. I've got no. Yeah, I imagine so. Oh. We should. We should get us. We should. We should just purchase the premises and open a bar. Let, yeah, let's do that then. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is not a bar. It's just a paddling pool full of cans. Because <laughs> that's the way that's to not, do it. That sounds like Twitch now. Oh, <laughs> for the recent what, changes. What's yeah. that? Hot tub streamers. It's all been a big controversy. Hot tub streamers. Usually attractive women in their hot tubs, and there's been controversy over whether that should be allowed on Twitch or not. Oh, <laughs> lovely. What's a what's a scratching of the knees? Oh. So. Uh, Yes, so I'm sorry if we're giving away what your pick for Hall of Fame is this week, Jack. <laughs> what have you got for us, pal? I've gone for a serious one. It's been a while, I know, since we've done a serious one. It feels really cheap, but I have to nominate Kevin Clark, the actor who played Freddy, the drummer in School of Rock, because he sadly oh, died. He sadly died yeah. this week at the age of, I think, only 32, and he was riding his bike and got hit by a car. It was very sad, and um, I just want to nominate him because it's a really, it's just a, it reminded me of the film. 
and what an amazing film it is. And from everything I'd ever seen him interviewed in and stuff, he didn't. He carried on his musician career, not an acting career. So, but every time I saw him on a snippet of anything, he seemed like a really nice man. So that's very sad. But the film's really good, and I'm I'm glad that he'll be tied to that because, you know, if that's going to be your only film credit, it's a pretty decent one, School of Rock. So I'll go for him, Kevin Clark, R.I.P. Very nice. Yeah. I don't have much to say because a lot of people love the film, and I thought it was like, yay, Jack Black, Tenacious D, yay. And what you're thinking, it's all right. No, 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 it's very good. I think it was more just the fact that there was a rock film out. I was like, yeah, Sushi and the Banshees gets name dropped. All right, whatever. And that was it. Well, I think that that film actually might have got me into rock music generally. I don't think... Oh, that film, really? I feel like I probably didn't have a music taste really. I was probably about, what, like 11 or 12 maybe Yeah. when I first saw it. And I think that that film would have got me into... In the post-credits bit where they play in ACDC, it's a long way to the top if you want to mm. rock and roll. Freddie, Freddie Joe, the drummer, is wearing a Green Day shirt. And I remember not oh, know. I remember not knowing. I remember not knowing Green Day at that point, or not knowing who they were, and then googling them and the, or whatever googling. I don't know, finding out who they were, and then they became like my first band that I was into. So School of Rock, oh. yeah, very influential. I like that. That was a backhanded insult. So they're playing ACDC. So I googled what the trouble was wearing and listened to that instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Then, do you ever see School of Rock, Ross? I went on a school trip to see School of Rock. So. Oh. School Trip of Rock. School Sweet. Trip of Rock. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a good film, isn't it? His his story in the film, cause it's been, well, that would have been 2002 when it came out, I think, in the cinemas would have been. Or Ooh. 2001. Or maybe. three, maybe. Early, or yeah, early. Like, uh, early days, but um, yeah. Yeah, his, I haven't seen it since then, but his story is inspirational in the film. He goes from being the bad lad at the back of the, the, back of the, school, the, back of the class, doesn't he, to, to being the drummer and yeah. being good at the drums. Uh-huh. Wow. Every one of them has a little story. You've got Lawrence, the shy, the shy lad who's the keyboard player, who then learns how to be cool. And you've got Tamika, who's self-conscious, but then Jack Black brings out her talent and stuff. Yeah. Wonderful film. Yeah, I did write. Yeah, it was 03. And it's been a musical adaptation and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since 2015. Oh, wow. I didn't realise I had this, this big an effect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, around the world they've done it. Oh, okay. I don't know whether it's That's good or not, the musical, but yeah. It did I'll tell you what musical I watched the other day. Well, I watched a bit at the start. It was, it's on Netflix if you want to see something terrible. Shrek, <laughs> Shrek the musical. Oh, like. is it bad? Oh, my God. Oh. I, I don't know what I was expecting <laughs> heading in, but it's, it's nothing like that. I thought I'd slipped some acid or something in my teeth. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Oh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll have to leave it for everybody watching to, uh, to, to come up with their own conclusions. But it's on the UK Netflix if you want to see it. And it's... Um, <laughs> hey, dear. Oh. Some, some things just aren't meant to be musicals, I reckon. And do, they sing, do they sing All Star? I didn't get that far. I didn't see that. Only saw That's that at the first. start? Oh. Only, uh, yeah, that wasn't there. No, yeah, because wow. he, he pops up the thing. Didn't yeah. He, the film. yeah, that yeah. wasn't... All Star wasn't there. Shrek and Donkey... Oh. Yeah, there's just the bit where Shrek and Donkey meet and he's running away from the, the, the lads in the armour. What they call mm. Knights. Knights. The Knights, that's the one. Um, yeah, I had to turn it off after that. Though. It was too much. <laughs> too much. I, I might watch it. I've been watching... They, d- they don't do Smash Mouth, but they do end with I'm a Believer. Nice. Oh. No, yeah, cool. Might bring it home in the end, then. I've been watching Ozark on Netflix. That's pretty good. It's slow burn, but it's worth it. It is worth it. Have you heard... Are you, are you looking confused? Have you heard of it? Never heard of it. I thought you played Never Liverpool. Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, like a 
kind of a Breaking Bad inspired like Family Guy, but he's laundering money and it's it's good. It's good. It's Jason Bateman from Arrested Development and other things. I've been watching this hip hop and happening new show called The Crown. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Just heard of season, season one the other day. Fantastic stuff. Mm. I've been watching the remake of that where they find out that Ma- Martin Bashir actually did lie about getting Princess Diana's. Oh yes. Oh. Did we ever shotgun? Ross, you'll know the answer to this probably. Did the Flores Lava get cancelled, or is it? Are we just waiting for another season? It's, I'm under the impression that we're waiting for a new season because how could oh. you cancel? How could you cancel the Flores Lava? I saw yeah. what's his face. I forget his name again. Ru- Rutledge Wood. Rutledge Wood. He, he presents the uh, the the barbecue, well, the equivalent of the Bake Off. They have a barbecue sort of throwdown kind of thing on Netflix, and it's okay. absolutely sensational. <laughs> and he's on there as well, pretending he's a big deal, even though no one's ever heard of him. Probably. It's the best part <laughs> of the... Matthew, right? The floor is lava. They've got to get across a big, like, arena, jumping on different obstacles and stuff, to not touch the floor, which is, of course, lava. But it's water with a red light on it. But when they fall in, they go, ah! <laughs> they sink to their I death remember, and never yeah, heard yeah. from again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other... And then, like, their sister's there going, no! And then just carries on. <laughs> It's so good. But, I'd get reaction Yeah, yeah, they've got it. The, obviously, the producers are like, when you fall in, pretend yeah. that it hurts. But then at the start... That reminds, that reminds me of the start of the podcast where Adam was telling us, right, we've got this Hall of Fame. Pretend it's the greatest thing you've ever won if you ever win it. Remember that conversation? No. <laughs> no, I think no. we've got that week two. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is, but we yeah. all go, Yeah! <laughs> Oh, did you? Can we have like insert like reaction shots? Cut. Oh, like week months later, we'll all change the iron or something. It's like, ah. But um, Rutledge comes over and does like a voiceover and goes, "I'm Rutledge Wood," and all that. But you don't see him until a team wins because the prize of winning is like whatever cash you get or whatever. But also part of the prize is you get to meet. He's like, and the prize, the winner gets to meet me, Rutledge Wood. Meet Rutledge Wood is part of the prize. I've never heard of Rutledge Wood though. But then he, they walk into the final room and he's there with their trophy and they go like, oh, it's Rutledge Wood! <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> but he's on he's, there. And he's, he's, not, he's, he's toned down barbecue, a bit, to be fair. The on, the, on the barbecue oh. throwdown, he's toned down a bit. But uh, what a show that is as well. I need to watch that. Rutledge Wood, there he is. Look at him. Oh, oh. he does the American top gear. Oh, is that what... Oh, he's also a host on NASCAR tracks. Right, he's a racing man. Okay. Oh, I had no idea. There was How good would it be? We've got the guy from Top Gear. <gasps> the American Top Gear. <laughs> oh. I, He's thought, the whole... I, I thought our Top Gear got shown over there on uh, BBC America. Uh, I thought the American oh, my Top American Gear would be to re- tell me that redundant. they don't like that version that shows on BBC America because they have to change all the music they use. Oh, uh, yes. In April 2021, The Floor is Lava was renewed for a second season. And yes, he's the host of The American Barbecue Showdown. That's the one. Mm. Get me downs mixed up. Pottery throw down, barbecue show down. Yes. Yes. There is Very a fo- easy to get mixed up. There is a focus not just on the cooking aspect, but maintaining the barbecue's temperature <laughs> and smoking abilities. Hey, work in one of those smokers. There, it's a science. You've got to get the right amount of smoke in there. You've got to get the right amount of wood in there. Okay. Some sort of process goes on where you could sort of poison oh. or something like that. Oh, my God. Each cooking task has to be completed with a set time frame, often lower than the normal amount of time used to cook the specific meal. 
So it's there's speed. A, it's speed running uh, barbecue. There's a lad who's uh, he's in there and he's sort of dedicating his appearance to his pal who passed away, who also loved a bit of barbecue, and, and he throws one of the greatest hissy fits in all of television <laughs> when he, like, he realizes he hasn't got time to fish, uh, finish. And he's this big burly sort of southern southern lad, and he's like, "Oh, it's not even fair, this." Oh. <laughs> Throws that stuff down. Fantastic stuff. Rutledge is nowhere to be seen, of course. <laughs> he should have appeared there. <laughs> Rutledge. It's a shame because Rutledge and the other presenter, I forget who she is, um, they just sit there with the judges and they just sit there just so condescending, like, oh, just on this <laughs> table far away from the pit where all people are sweating, putting their blood, sweat and tears into this meat. And they're just sat back and going, oh, that doesn't look like it's coming out very well at all. It's just what we do. If the yeah. barbecue's wrestling, where the where the judges? Oh. Yeah. Rutledge was. We're three old old gets when those uh, American knife shows where they're cutting people with jelly and they go, ah, could have been sharp, but I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, about an hour ago, we started doing the Hall of Fame segment. Uh, just as a recap, in case you've forgotten, the nominees this week are Jack's Shacket. No. no, how dare you? Ross's shacket. What did I say? Jack's shacket. Oh, yeah, because Jack, sh- Jack's so- shacket sounds so good. <laughs> sounded, more, sounded more pleasing, yeah. Sounds like a 1920s criminal. Yeah. <laughs> shacket. Jack's shacket. Jack's jacket. He robbed a train. <laughs> <laughs> they called him Jack the Jacket. <laughs> Killed three people. Famous East End gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ross the shacket. Unrelated, of course. It worked a completely different area of the West End. Um, my nominee is Tom Phillips. Mm-hmm. Sounds a bit boring by comparison now, but there you go, Tom. And Jax was... Uh, Freddie oh, from School of Rock, or Kevin Clark, the actor who played him. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to get your votes in... Ross, when you put that in the Patreon, could you please put Kevin Clark, but then brackets Freddie from School of Rock so people know? Yes, yeah. I can. Thank you. Yes. On that bombshell, those three picks are yours and yours alone. If you go to patreon.com forward slash and place your bets, or just click it and go, I haven't listened to the podcast, I can't be bothered, and click whatever you like. Yeah. That's fine as well. And you want to have heard this, so who cares? Happy voting. I need to apologise there on the Patreon, by the way, because the Patreon poll didn't go up until yesterday after we sat here and laughed at people for forgetting what the options were two days later. <laughs> I just assumed that somebody from last oh. week's podcast would have sorted it, but no. Oh, no. Yeah, so we had a, Is a, that real? a short window to... Because there was a comment from somebody, I forget who the name was, like, oh, they laugh at us for forgetting stuff. Well, They forgot to put the poll up. Oh, <laughs> oh, we have to take our beatings now. I've never yeah. had access to the Patreon. Matthew, I don't believe, has access to the Patreon. The only person on last week's podcast, other than us, was Andrew. So I oh, feel well, like we can play Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is great, this, isn't it? If anything goes wrong, we just play yeah, Andrew. <laughs> Any sort oh. of responsible podcaster would have asked for permission to the Patreon page. I, I should have, uh, I should have, lads. No, Adam no, was no, no it's all Andrew's, okay, right, all Andrew's table. Yeah, it's Andrew's fault. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Oh, bloody, bloody week hell, in that the segment? wrestling. Let me get me notes up. Bloody, bloody hell. Bloody week in the wrestling. Up yours, Scotland. England. Come on. No, just because the Euros. No. Oh, okay. Right, right. Not just generally. I forgot about the Euros. It's just, like... <laughs> just a crazy nationalist. <laughs> I just decided to. Smackdown. Sonya Deville introduces all of the brand's champions to start the show. Apart from Roman Reigns, obviously. Heyman interrupts and explains that Roman will introduce himself later on, but he doesn't have to share the spotlight. 
Yeah. Bailey arrives and complains about not being included for her historic title reign. She tells Sonya to strip Bianca Belair of the belt after she cheated to beat her at Backlash. Belair arrives and is attacked by Nia and Shayna. It leads to a six-woman tag match with Bailey, Nia and Shayna, defeating Belair, Natalia, and Tamina. Nia and Shayna won a match. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Bailey's good or anything, but this, was, this cool. was such a weird start to a wrestling show. I felt like I was yeah. watching Crufts. What was going on? What, <laughs> ch- champions possession thing, and then I did like Apollo Cruz's promo though, where he's sort of like telling the belt he loved it, like Natasha Bedenfield at her pomp. Is <laughs> that what he said? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. That's what how Natasha Bed- Bedingfield said. I love you like Natasha Bedingfield. But we also need to mention that Paul Heyman's new theme in the wrestling is the Shields theme. <laughs> it's the Shield. <laughs> Yes. Hey, man. Him, him hey walking man. out like he does. Fantastic. Hey. hey was man. that a mistake, do you think? Or, I don't know. Is I that like. It, the tribal that... chief has bestowed upon Paul. Yeah. The, the theme of the shield, because he is the shield of the tribal chief. Was it Paul Heyman who first called up the members of the shield? Ambrose and Rollins, he fancied them. Or so, was it just. Jer- was it Heyman who did that? I don't think it was. I thought it was CM Punk and. Yeah, CM Heyman. Punk's idea, wasn't it? He wanted to hear us. Yes. Roman Reigns. Imagine. So tribal chief. Imagine. Imagine. Things would have been. Imagine wow. being so much of a hipster, right? You want Chris Hero instead of the tribal chief. Oh, well, <laughs> Sam Punk was a massive hipster. That was his whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm surprised like he Mark. went for someone. Pathetic. Sorry. Surprised he went for someone as mainstream as Moxley. He <laughs> nah. wanted Mark Jindrak, not Randy Orton. Yeah. Anyway, we get another Alastair Black. Alastair Black, whatever his name is, vignette. Can't read today. All about how pain is honest and good. But we can't understand that because we're loathsome and blind. He says it's time to separate the weak from the strong. I thought this was a long-winded and pointless way of saying, tattoos really hurt. <laughs> I don't know if tattoos hurt or not. Yeah, me neither. I Matthew... they, they can't hurt that much because my girlfriend's got like seven or eight. Yeah. She's, she's soft as out. <laughs> Matthew, have you got any? No, you, you think I'd have loads, uh, none yet. None yet. Oh, well, I asked you this the other week because we asked Andrew and he said he had like loads. Well, not loads, but he had a few. Yeah, and he showed us a few of them and it was. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're all going to be prison ones now. Did he show you his nickelback one? <laughs> no. What? No, Andrew's didn't. got a nickelback tattoo. What do you mean? Taint. On his taint, he told me before he was suspended. Nickelback tattoo on the taint because they're his favourite band. <laughs> I see. That's, that's, that, that that's sounds gonna... like. You know what? I haven't seen this. I believe you, Ross. Yeah. That's going to hurt him, that. No, it was on the... On the uh, he told me a few weeks ago, so I did like a, an Andrew fact. I called him Andrew Dingle on the, on the Double or Nothing predi- yes. uh, predictions yesterday. And it's presented as fact on there, which means it's true. Because, of course, just like Matt facts from back in the day, Dingle facts are the same thing. I'll tell you what, I, I felt so... It's been a, lot, a while since I've led one of those predictions videos. And I'd, I feel like I let the side down badly. Because Tom, Andrew and Ross often really pull it out the bag for those videos and like dress up or have a gimmick going on. And I just presented to camera and I just felt such a fraud. There wasn't even a pet involved. I just feel like I've really let the side down. So sorry team for that. No, no, you you were the straight man there. You Mm. were the Tom Phillips. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I was. Whoever's in next week. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say in hindsight, the pet stuff was a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> no people liked it the first time but we hammered that we hammered that son bitch home didn't we oh it was a long road to Wrestlemania yeah it was yeah Nakamura versus Corbin was good have we got to that yet 
<laughs> no, but Ross, Ross wants us to. Okay. Uh, Baron Corbin <laughs> a promo Nakamura for stealing his crown. He's interrupted by NXT's Rick Boogs on the guitar, who says he's here to rock with the real king of SmackDown. He plays Nakamura to the ring and helps him win the match by distracting Corbin. Completely different to the match result last Raw on this week, where uh, Xavier Woods distracted Randy Orton. Yeah. Was that Lashley? Yeah, actually. Or, yeah, it was or, Lashley. Both, um, both. Yeah, I was at both times. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So uh, Lashley could completely different. Completely different. Well, this was a guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Mafu, give us your best. I'm going to call him Eric Bugenhagen because it's just a better name. Say Shinsuke Nakamura in the style of Eric Bugenhagen. Did you see it? How did I you saw say the it? guitar bit. I can't oh, remember. I could, Does he just I, sing? I tried Sorry, a few times. He just goes Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, right. oh. I was I was preemptively. I was like a jump scare you, from a few. If weeks you go ago. back on the <laughs> if you go back on the video, I was worried that something like that was going to happen. So I did move my headphones over here. There's no other way. You can't do that sort of ah at the end subtly, can you? But it's no. uh, it's terrible. But King Corbin turned babyface in that promo for me. How so? How so? Because he said that real kings have dogs, not not <laughs> fat not fat cats like Shinsuke Nakamura. He said, I have a lean hunting dog or something like that. He's, yeah. he's got a nice dog. Xander, it's called. Nice big Great Dane. Mm. Somebody commented, oh by the way. Oh, my God. R.I.P. to Larry Steve, by the oh, way. Yeah. I know oh, he's, I know yeah. He's a, I know he's a pig, not a dog, but in, on the theme of pets. R.I.P. Larry Steve. That's a heartbreaking story. That's how she couldn't find a vet at its time. That's very sad. Terrible. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he's got a big Great Dane. I was just going to say, someone said it was weird how much I know about wrestlers' dogs. And I was thinking about this. Why do I know so much about wrestlers' dogs? And I worked it out. I got sick of putting stock and getting behind wrestlers because inevitably, inevitably they'll do something bad to let you down. Whereas dogs, they'll never do that. Yeah, yeah. Beautifully put, Ross. Thank you. Have you seen Volta's dog? Lovely boxer. Lovely oh. boxer. <laughs> I, I legitimately, I know everything about wrestlers' dogs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If a wrestler has a dog, I will follow that wrestler Instagram just for the dog content. Oh, fair enough. Like Chelsea Green's dog. Oh, what a lovely dog. A Bernadoodle, Matthew. A Bernadoodle? A Bernese mountain dog and a doodle. Wow, okay. Big shaggy thing, lovely. I was going to say, yeah. Sounds like a carpet. It's called Dude. Dude the Doodle. Dude oh. the Doodle. Oh. Lovely. What else happened on that, Matthew? Dogs. Sorry. I thought it was Paul yet. Heyman talk, uh, talks <laughs> up Roman. Let's go on talk about dogs. Talks up Roman in the ring. Roman wants Jimmy Uso to come out, but Cesaro arrives instead. He says he's been looking for Rollins, but can't find him. Instead, challenges Roman to a rematch at Hell in a Cell. Rollins attacks from behind and targets Cesaro's injured arm. He stomps him twice on the stage. Cesaro is stretched away and tries to attack Rollins backstage, but the EMTs drag him away. Oh, this was this was uh, this was a disappointing segment for me. This made my heart sink because it was confirmation, as we'd all assumed, that Cesaro is not going to stick around in the main event scene. He's back down to the upper. Excuse me, the upper mid card probably have a match with Rollins at Hell in a Cell. So I don't know. The Chris, this this entire segment just felt like they forgot they had a bit of time to fill at this point in the show and just did the same thing again. <laughs> uh, the, from the, end of, from the yeah. end of Backlash, yeah. Yeah, just like bit. Rollins beating up Cesaro. Like the, the, Rollins' issue, like aside from WrestleMania, obviously, it's just that Cesaro maybe tries to take his time on the show. Is that what he's... That's what he's like, why do you have to be this person? It why started, do you have to be this person? It started off with him getting annoyed at the swing 
And then Cesaro beat him anyway, and then Rollins... Ah, I'm reading into it, right? Reading between the lines here. Maybe the subtext is that Rollins is insecure and doesn't want Cesaro to take his spot on the pecking order. But I don't know. It's probably just because they, for- they didn't have anything to do and they forgot. Yeah, it did feel that way. But uh, credit to Sonny Deville as well at the start of that segment, who's, who said that a match of the magnitude of the Usos versus Street Profits has to be advertised and built. Yes. Why? Why is she not in charge of creative? Eh? Well, it doesn't. That's not. That's not a big match, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Although it's the Usos' first tag match together, maybe since yeah, in ten years. Ten years. Ten yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. Four by three. Last time they were. I'll tell you what. Right when we used to work at What Culture, and he's not an on-camera presenter, but I'll not say his name anyway because just cause don't want to reveal his name. That's that's unfair. But me and Ross used to privately mock another member of staff there for his constant assertion that the Usos were one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. This was in like 2015. We were like, what? But now, actually, he was just massively ahead of the curve. He knew that they were going to become such a great and important tag team. And I think, fair play to him, but I'm not going to reveal his name. Did we mock people behind people's backs? Well, we mocked him a lot behind his back. Yeah, he was a weird man. To be fair. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 he was. No, he was a weird guy. He was a weird lad. No, he was, fair, though, he was. He was. Twenty fifteen Usos. You weren't. You weren't cool if you like them with that stupid face paint and stuff, did you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah that he, wasn't that. Was, yeah. That wasn't the primary reason we. Mo- he was. He was. I felt like he often talked down to me or thought he was better than me. Like it was. I wasn't. We weren't bullies. Is what I want to say. I want to stress here. We weren't. We weren't. He. He was. Oh. He was an arrogant man. This right? is the A and E documentary now why have i even events. brought why have I've, brought, brought, I've, I've legitimately got no idea who you're on about here i can't remember this oh all. you will oh you will i'll do a little impre- i'll do fifth. i'll do a little impression of him and you'll know this is him walking in reet oh yeah Reet. there we go yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah again not someone that the, the audience will know but yeah yeah he was a bit of a tosser him i don't feel bad for mocking him <laughs> he was arrogant as well to be fair <laughs> when he had no right to be you know cool for the good of the show, I'm going to move on. Robert Roode calls out Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> saying rated all the hard work at Backlash, and Dom just reaped the rewards, just like he's done his entire life. Uh, Dom really should have gone, hang on, isn't your dad Rick Roode? <laughs> you have a match and Dominic wins. Yes, that was... Um, Dominic and Ray continue to be little Hulk Hogan's. They never lose yeah. on SmackDown, never. Yeah, yeah, I was shocked to see Dom win this one, because just going off WWE... And their history, I would assume that Robert Roode would have won there. So the Dirty Dogs had a claim for the tag team titles once again. But now, do they? It's got to be the Usos coming in hot. Yeah, maybe mm. something like that. But uh, yeah, it looks like the Dirty Dogs might be done. We need to see some. For some reason, Bobby Lashley on Raw has got the Dirty Dogs' gimmick with all those lasses. We need the Dirty Dogs to have all those. Yes, lasses, that's what the Dirty Dogs would do. Yes, they're, they're slimy middle-aged pests. The Dirty Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that felt weird to say. <laughs> in case, in, in case, yeah. Bobby K-fabe. Lashley's happily married, of course. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, though, is actually a dirty dog, probably. Probably. He strikes, he yeah. strikes you as that sort of guy, doesn't he? I don't know Dolph Ziggler. He used know? to go out with. He used to go out with Amy Schumer. I tried. I remember telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very complimentary, had, she, so I won't bring them up. Yeah. Didn't she always used to talk about how good he was in the sack? That, well, that was what was, I was trying to move on from, was, Ross. She yes. said he was. She said he was too good, and that she made he made her feel like inadequate because <laughs> because he, he, he was just so he was just so like athletic and so like in good shape that she was like, well, what's the point? He is here to show the world, of course. That reminds me <laughs> of uh, Sonny as well. 
Why do you take a bump? Sunny from back in the uh, back in the day when she was like, um, I can't remember how I saw this, but she was doing some sort uh. of spoken word thing, and she was like, "Here, lads, if uh, if Ziggler does a thing when he's doing his entrance, that means he." Like, I actually know him because I said to him before the show, do this thing. And then he did this thing that he wouldn't normally do, which confirmed that she'd actually, like, got to know him a bit better. And apparently she was telling everybody that um, they had intercourse for nine hours or something. Nine whole hours. Well, that's just in- unnecessary, really, in my opinion. Where does he get the energy from? That's what yeah. I'm asking Dolph Ziggler. Because you look at the way he bumps around that ring like he's a... Like a like a do you remember those black balls in the can of Fosters that made it fizzier? Do you remember those back <laughs> in the day? You like one of them yes. going around the ring and then he goes back to Sully's hotel room and nine hours later. The widget. The wi- that the widget, that's what they were called, wasn't yes. it? I thought oh, a widget was a widget something you, got. you embedded on a website, like a like a Twitter stream or something. But it was also, also a, a black a black ball in a can of Fosters yeah. that when right. you opened the can made it fizz up a bit more or something. Okay. Because that's what you want. Oh. <laughs> just like so- no I'm talking about drink. You, you guys I am taking the moral high ground this week you guys are just disgust. Jimmy Uso convinces Sonia Deville to book the Usos to the tag match of the Street Profits next week Jimmy tells Jay but Jay's unhappy and says he should have consulted Roman first <laughs> later Jay tells Roman who reminds him that the real team is the tribal chief and the right hand man Dolph Ziggler's nickname is. I was going to say, one man who does not need his right hand is Dolph Ziggler. He uses both of them. I reckon Roman's, Roman's getting the night off at Hell in the Cell, me. That's what I learned from this segment. I don't think Roman's going to wrestle because it's all good for Cesaro and Rollins, isn't it? Maybe. In Hell, do you reckon that'll be in Hell in the Cell? Probably. It's got personal because there was I a hope, stretcher. And... I hope it gets more personal. I hope we get back to Hell in the Cell being the most, you know, when Hell in the Cell gets whapped out, like things can't get any worse in a feud. Remember them halcyon yeah. days back in the day? But no. I feel like they I feel like they're just trying to make Cesaro and Rollins personal. I mean, I know that every feud is written. I know that, but I feel like they're artificially trying to inflate the hatred in Rollins Cesaro because Hell in a Cell's coming round. I don't think Hell in a Cell can return to its former glory until it's not a pay per view anymore. Yeah, I think we said this every year. I know for I know. ten years now, so it's obviously clearly working out scathing criticism. But I am I mean, on a positive note, though. I am really enjoying all the interplay between Roman and the two. Usos. Oh yes, yes, yeah, great stuff. And then Apollo Cruz defends the IC title against Owen Zane and Big E in a pretty good four-way match. Big E looks to have the match won, but of course we can't be having that. So Alistair Black comes out of his room to hit Black. Mass. Oh, there's a space there. It just says hits Black. <laughs> And what? Oh, Mass. Apollo himself. retains yeah. to close the show. Yeah, he just comes out and hits himself and leaves. They're so yeah. distracted in the confusion. He doesn't roll up. Yeah, I think I... Alistair Black uh, doing this is all right, and it's good to see him back and doing stuff. But at the same time, can we not have Biggie just looking cool and winning and get up the card? This is what I was going to say. I am worried for Biggie in the immediate future because Alistair Black being your feud at the moment is not the feud you want if you want to win your feud, surely. Yeah, that's a Which worry. Which is weird, but uh, I love that match, mate, because there's a lot of reversals that signify that these four lads have wrestled each other a lot and therefore yeah. know what their offense is going to be, which is, you know, they really don't always do logical storytelling, do they? But they did here, so let's give them credit for doing it. Well done. Hip, hip, hooray. Do you know who I think the current, I think the last time I checked, the current betting favorite for Money in the Bank is? Men's, men's Money in the Bank. John Cena. I saw a thing. That, but then um, Big E was like up there as well, but you're right, I'm worried for him as well. That's why it popped into my head, sorry. A match for SummerSlam involving Cena, which I saw, which, hoo-wee, would be lovely. 
why are people saying Cena's coming back? Are yeah. they not aware of how much money Cena's currently making doing anything else but WWE? But he loves the fans, Matthew. Well, he cares about me and you. Oh, sorry. Even Andrew, he cares about. What was the true. match? Yeah, what was the match that's rumored? Well, I don't know how. A... Spoiler alert, podcast listeners on that's the audio gonna, feed. Happen, Skip ahead it, fifteen so. seconds. It is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unconfirmed reports, of course. Because I wonder why complete rumors. If he was going to come back, surely it would be a mania. Weird. Mm. Only rumors are like by Fleetwood Mac. So let's move on. Uh, very good four ways you said, Ross. Everyone working harder than Dolph Ziggler in that match. Mm-hmm. Monday what, Night though, Raw. I need a special shout out to that massive clothesline from Big E to Kevin Owens. That was just stiffer mm. than. Dolph Ziggler. Because oh, <laughs> no. um, that just missed out, just missed out on a very prestigious award here on the podcast. Oh. oh. Just missed out. That finished in second place in a certain <sighs> prestigious award on this very podcast. Fair enough. So close. Monday Night Raw. MVP and Lashley open the show. Again joined by some lovely ladies, it says here. <laughs> Drew interrupts and wants a rematch where Bobby, the new day, arrive after Kofi beat Lashley last week. Kofi wonders why Drew deserves a title shot when he hasn't pinned Lashley in months. Again, it's... Fair, uh, fair point. Fair. St- Lashley is the babyface right now. I don't know. When did, uh, when did MVP a become a point. pimp? When did this happen? Because I didn't see Raw. I don't think I've seen Raw for a couple of weeks when I was No, off. it just randomly happened, Ross. It was the week you were off. He just came out with Bobby and then some lovely ladies came out with them, as they said. I do uh, like I do like the ladies, though. Not for the uh, reasons people might... I'm not, not a dirty dog like Dolph Ziggler, but it's, it's more like the way they react. They're like well, grannies watching the wrestling in a, yeah. in a local sports, <laughs> like a local like social club in the nineteen eighties. Like when they hear a bad guy's name, boo! I hate you. And then when they hear a good guy's name, like yeah. Well, I think yeah. that I think that the lovely ladies are a device to get Drew McIntyre over again, because he'll always come out and say like, "Oh, Bobby, you're a coward, mate. I'm challenging you to a match." And then Bobby will say no, and then Drew will go. I don't think you've got the balls. What do you think, ladies? And they'll all be like, oh. So it's like these ladies think that Drew is cool. He is cool towards the ladies. We should like Drew. But Bobby oh, so will that... no doubt give them a great time. So it's a... It's a... Yeah, I'll take this to go see Godzilla vs. King Kong. No, yes. no, that's Still I'm, showing I'm, at the Everyman Cinema, by the way. I'm saying Shades of the Ziggler from Bobby. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> You'll think of the other dirty cinema. So... Adam Pierce books a number one contenders match between Kofi and Drew, but it goes to a non contest when Lashley and MVP interfere, which didn't make a lot of sense to be honest. Why would they do that? Why yeah, would they do that? that? I hate when this happens, and then they'll yeah. go. It happened. It happened in AEW with Omega as well. The heel will the heel champion will interfere in a number one contenders match, and then be like, "Guess that means I've got the night off." And then the authority figure will go, "No, you're gonna face both of them now." And every single time the heel goes, "What?" I'm like, "Well, obviously that was gonna happen. Yeah. Come on." Have they ever done that when uh, now Sonia Deville's maybe maybe not being evil or whatever? But should they do that one time? Because yeah, you're right. Huh? And they, show, <laughs> yeah. they show the network special. It goes, here is Lashley. Take the night off. It's just Santa Couch. Yeah, right. It was such a weird. It's good this show, isn't it? A weird thing to book from start to finish though, because they had Drew working like a 1980s heel for the first three quarters of the match, yeah. and then they start whapping out big moves like the. The guillotine into a suplex. And Michinoku driver. Yeah. It was a good match. It was a good match, but it was weird at the start. And then also Adnan. Adnan asked the commentators, how was Kofi Mania back in the day? 
<laughs> back, back in the, the day. day. Back in back the in day. 2019 or whatever it was. Bloody hell, Adnan. Oh, dear. I like I the was... week before this, he did the line where he went, uh, Braun Strowman's doing his thing, and he went, clear the tracks. We're going to need a bigger boat. And Corey, Corey, who's been very nice and helpful this last few weeks, that was a limit going, what type of boat needs tracks? Silent. Mm. We'll get to a better call later on because the oh, one at the end of the night is a rip snorter. Oh. On, the, on the point of uh, just, uh, we were talking about how it was a good match, but weirdly booked. That was the theme of my article this week on cultaholic.com. If anybody wants to check it's it out. It's the plug. It's the plug. Yes. Yay. Yes. But now, because I write it every. It gets published every Wednesday, so I write it every Tuesday. And um, took off a drink on Wednesday. And yeah, and like Dolph Ziggler, and it's always, always on a. Um, it's always, it's not always, but it's often about Raw because something happens on Raw these days that's just like mind-boggling. So I write about it. I'm going to try and diversify the topics a bit. Going ahead. Good. I'm happy that you diversify. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they're going to do. The same match next week, and if Lashley and if Lashley or MVP get involved, they're suspended for ninety days. So everyone's forgot go. about T Bar and Mace already. Oh yeah, who? Exactly. <laughs> Nikki Cross suddenly reckons she can beat Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley. Charlotte is dismissive, but Rhea accepts. They have a two-minute beat the clock challenge, and time runs out. So Nikki wins. Makes both of them look rubbish. Makes both of them look bad. It's a lovely stipulation this, to ensure, though, you don't have oh, too much women's wrestling on your show. You can't have too <laughs> much. But I love yeah. the, like, that little promo where Rhea said people don't like Charlotte legitimately because she talks down to people. I am still reeling. Reeling, I tell you, lads, from being called a peasant, unprovoked by Rhea Ripley on Twitter. Remember mm. that? Just before WrestleMania when they were hell-bent on making her a heel for some reason? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just decided to turn on everyone. I hate, I hated this segment from start to finish, me. What's what was Nikki celebrating like that for? She's not a heel. She's a wrestler. She took Asuka to the limit in NXT. Mm. She's good. Now she's... A cowardly heel. Minutes. Gone at two minutes and she's running away going, Yes! Let Nikki play. It's because she knows she's Scottish and that's the only time she'll get to celebrate this summer. Yeah! Oh, coming home. Yes, it is. Coming home. Colin Hendry still spinning on the Webley turf. <laughs> Do not keep our proud nationalism for the Cody Rhodes segment coming up. <laughs> but yeah, that was did... that was workshop that promo. Uh, uh, workshop in front bed. of who? Uh, okay, okay, Dinder up. Yes, Cody Rhodes said, "Well, that 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 was workshopped," and everyone went, "Really?" They and uh, the reaction to that was something else. And then Cody Rhodes last night went, "I'm getting a lot of slack from people with Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks uh, avatars saying, uh, no, I didn't understand what the term workshop meant. No, I mean, I asked a few people. There's actually an AEW workshop. But the fact that he denied it so strenuously and tried to blame, oh, the stands for the other company makes you think that there is one and he's accidentally revealed it. (laughs) Makes you wonder who's in it, though, if they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. Great idea for Uh, a bunch of white people. Yeah. Mrs. Jericho. (laughs) This asked Jericho three times. (laughs) Anyway, Charlotte gets her win back over Asuka. Terry gets his win back over Shelton. The matches are good, but what's the point of booking? That's a fair point, but I'm being positive this week because I feel like being like that. The matches were at least decent quality. The matches were good. It was a good mm. raw for wrestling. So it, it was bad. It was bad raw for booking. It, so last last week, Asuka beat Charlotte. This week, Charlotte beat Asuka. Charlotte gets a title shot. 
Why? Because she's levelled her mini-series with Oscar. I'll tell you why, Jack. Because Adnan claimed that Charlotte has been a champion for over a thousand days in WWE. Um, is that true? I can't work it out. Possibly. A thousand days is like... It's over three years. Yeah. Or is it? It's about three years. Yeah. I can't. It's just less than three years. Has she held a title for, accumulatively, three years? Maybe. Surely not. But she's had 14 reigns, or whatever. Yeah. You hope she would. Twelve or something. Thirteen. So Should yeah, think... if you count her NXT championship, it's an incredible stat. But uh, yeah, nice to see her a little wink and a nudge doing Andrade's moves. Now he did. She did the old hidden oh, yeah. elbow thing and the mm. the fakey moonsault. I call it. <laughs> where he does a moonsault, lands on his feet, and then does a standard moonsault. Yeah. It's a lovely, yeah. lovely touch. It was, but needs to be put point out. I thought that Charlotte was coming out with Corella Deville gear because it was like, aha, the secret alliance between her and Sonya. And it went, wait, it doesn't make any sense. She's been horrible to Sonya. Hmm. And then I'll go to the cinema, see King Kong vs. Godzilla, and the trailer for Cruella comes on. I went, oh, there's a big film coming out. Right, about Cruella Deville, and that's why everyone's dressed up. Oh, right, my bad. And then I panicked. No, I think you Uh-oh. got a point. No. If they've just done this thing with a zombie film, <laughs> Army of the Dead, zombie, 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 she's dressing up like Deville. Are we going to have Charlotte, probably ask her, again, with 101 Dalmatians yeah. surrounding oh, the ring? Please, please. And I don't know, the idea of these matches terrifies me, but then the balance of 101 dogs at ringside is like, all right. That'd Imagine the scene. Nightmare. That'd be a That'd nightmare. Be fantastic. Do you, remember, do you remember like the absolute panic that would ensue if if a dog got into the playground at school? And just one. Mm. One dog. There was a day at my school where a dog got in to like the school building somehow itself. And there was absolute carnage. And at the end of like year eleven, years later, a girl I knew. Like, you had to put you in your own little profile in the yearbook. You had to put, like, favourite memories, blah, blah. And hers was just that time the dog got in. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It was me. So 101 of them around the ring. That's yeah. a bit much. You just brought back a terrible memory for me there, Jack. At the end of middle school, we had a yearbook thing. Yeah. And um, I had this teacher that I would be, like, quite jokey with and quite piss-takey with. And uh, I wrote in my little thing in the yearbook. Because my, my dad died when I was four, legitimately. I put the dad I never had. Because we had that sort of piss-take relationship. Yeah, yeah. And my mum saw that. Oh, no. So I had a lot of groveling and explaining to do. Oh, <laughs> God. You didn't Oof. think your mum would see things from school, though, would you? No. I still haven't let that go, me. I was terrible. I felt terrible when I saw my mum's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it was, oh. just a, it was just a joke, wasn't it? Oh, she didn't take it like that. Yeah. Oof. Rough times. Yeah, Toku and your mum keeps on watching you every move. Hi, mum. Are you all right? Hello, Mr. you next week. Hello. Uh, and then we get some, uh, out of nowhere, Matt Riddle and Xavier Woods. I'm going to say, unless someone, you find gentlemen can think of a better one, Xavier Woods' best singles match ever. Um, yeah. Oh, singles, probably. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of another. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen the tag, there's loads, but like. Yeah, but he's probably had some good multi mans in Impact as well. Right. Just, right. To, just to get extra hipster. But yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, my God, he, he brought it here. The bit and where he, he did like a the flip into the power, into the suplex. Yeah. The strength. Because Matt Riddle is a, like a big guy. 
yeah. and Woods just holds him and then suplexes him. Are it was you, phenomenal. Are you talking about the <clears throat> armbar into a test of strength and then a yeet suplex? Yes, that's the one. That is Ross Tweddle's move of the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we know what number two was. Oh, oh, no, no, yes. No. Is. Oh. There's no number three, though. I forgot to write down number three, but that was my move of the week. <laughs> Fantastic Ross move of the week. Yeah, if you, if you want to submit a jingle for the move of the week, um, please submit to the mailbag and I'll pick the one that doesn't get copyright claimed. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. good. He's come and a long way, hasn't he? Again. Xavier Woods from... Uh, B- Do you remember the days when he was scared of Bray Wyatt? Oh, yeah. When he wasn't even classed as a proper wrestler in New Day. Yeah. Unbelievable scenes, eh? Unbelievable. The thing I don't understand is... He's like so. He's one of the best on the mic in all of WWE, and he's also, it turns out, really good in the ring. So why isn't he just getting? Why isn't he more? Why isn't he? Why isn't there more of him? Video why games. Is, yeah, I suppose so. Nerds, eh? <laughs> if, he was, if he was six foot two, do you think he'd be I'd a main event? Well, well, champion, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's not my personal opinion, by the way. That was me doing Vince McMahon. Video oh yeah, games, yeah, of course. Nerds, etc. Yeah, he's a good nerd, like those mm. other nerds. Yeah, it works with him. Yes. Uh, yeah, this made me temporarily forget that Matt Riddle still has an active lawsuit against him. Well done, pal. <laughs> Elias helps Jackson Riker beat AJ Styles, uh, which <laughs> temporarily melted the internet. As someone said, I remember someone said, I can't believe they put this guy over AJ Styles. Impact would never do that. And so uploaded the times that Jackson Riker pinned AJ Styles in Impact. Oh, really? Yeah. And then oh. almost get revenge by pouncing Elias into the set. He can run fast in dress shoes and jeans, can Omos. No, he can't. Let me explain. Oh, I, was I, watching, think... I was watching Raw on two times speed. <laughs> 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 His legs were going like that. I thought he was going... The I only saw, way to do it. I saw a lot of people saying, wow, he can move quite fast, can't he? And I had to disagree. I don't think he could. I don't think he was going that fast. I'm not going to judge him for it because he's like seven foot tall. That's fine. But I just don't like this narrative that he's really quick when he's not. Do you reckon you could do him in a foot race? Yes, 100%. Oh. Can I be almost in a foot race? Yes. Yeah, oh, no, why am I saying this? <laughs> what do you want to vote? Yeah, I do have little legs. I think I've told the story before. I once got heckled out of a car window. <laughs> oh, yeah. On my way home from basketball by, by training. Almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost drove past. Whoever it was went, scrawny legs. I was like, oh, sad. Sad thing for someone to shout at you. So the gym's been going well, anyway. <laughs> oh, Seamus beats Roberto Carrillo with a handful of tights and attacks him after the bell. But, oh, God, we'll never see this again. Ricochet makes a save. And they both hit ties on the US champ. Well done. Someone talk, I've got something in my throat. I oh. felt like I'd seen this match, Humberto versus Sheamus, literally a million times. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out it's just the second time it's happened on TV. <laughs> Is it only? At, oh, no, I just kept on battering him, didn't he? I looked at cage oh, yeah, match, right. yeah. I looked at cage match, the second match they've had. I thought like, <sighs> I'd seen this segment a million times. Um, but I thought Humberto looked good. He had a bit of extra, but extra fire. I'm going back to Triple H's promo from Tough Enough mm. back in the day. Good snap. Good, good crack, snap. Good, good, good yeah. crackle. One of your nuts is hanging out of your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a big hole. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> boom, uh, boom. Shake, shake the room. Nice I bit just... of aggression from Humberto. I just don't know if Sheamus has been able to get over the fact that, yes, he beat Ricochet clean, but Ricochet stole his hat and jacket. <laughs> I wish Ricochet would go away. <laughs> yeah. I think that should be Sheamus should go, hey, 
take off your hat and jacket. Oh! And then go, that's my favourite Blink-182. And as he's saying that, Seamus kicks him in the head. <laughs> no, because Enema of the States better, yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what Seamus does. He goes, yeah, yeah. Just, don't be stupid. What about Dude Ranch? Bang! Yes, yeah. come on. With the original drummer as well. <laughs> Badism. Yeah. Uh, in Korea, at least, there is some development in the story in the ring, which is nice to see, where Seamus is like, after battering him, this week's like, oh, hang on, I might need a cheat here on the tights. So yeah, maybe there's something. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I like Seamus battering people. It's all good. Shayna Baszler blames Reg. Oh, here we go. Blames Reginald for the team's the main. Recent- uh, sorry, the main event segment, uh, which oh. I was surprised. I was. I oh, was good, wa- you're right. It was the main. When event, I was watching yeah. it back, I was. I thought the video had just ended too soon. I was like, Oh, have we just? Is that the end of the show? It was weird. Yeah. The, uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, I let you read it. Sorry. No, you're right. She wants Nia to ditch Reginald, who says he was only trying to help. The main event is a women's tag title rematch. Shayna and Nia versus Natalia and Tamina. Reginald distracts her free at the wrong time and Shayna tells him to leave. Pyro goes off as he walks at the ramp. That's gotta be Kate. No, distracting Shayna and costing her the match. Shayna confronts Reginald afterwards and challenges him to a match next week. And I use this time to um, do some item. So what do you think of it, uh, Jack or Ross? Or anybody? Go on, Ross. That we care. Uh, lots of Stevie Wonder references from Corey towards uh, Reggie. Because of course Reggie is now blind. Um, that was they, that was good. Uh, really? Yeah. Blind? Wait, wait, did run? Is he actually blind now? Like what, he, he was got, like going ah. Yeah, he had like glasses on, didn't he? Like because the the pirate went off on the turnbuckle last week. Um, I thought it was the match itself was fine. I thought Nia, uh, sorry, Shayna looked good. Hopefully she gets away from this nonsense. Hopefully she just rips Reggie's head off next week on Raw. Oh, I was going to say we'll, punts we'll it be down, safe. punts it down the ramp. We won't be saying that when Shayna's got a loss to Reginald on a record next yeah. week. It's such a shame because Reggie's fantastic. Just how they're using him is annoying. How are they, how, why were they on SmackDown as well? They're, they're raw superstars, I've been led to believe. Well, they, they, were, they were the tag team. They were the women's tag team champions, and WWE have now forgot that it's the women's tag champs who can appear on both brands. They now just have it in their minds. Shayna and Nia appear on both brands. Yeah, they brought up the, 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 the quarterly brand-to-brand invitational to get around it, which is a load of... Load oh, my God. Nonsense. Oh, wow. Do what you remember, a throwback. Do you, remember that, do you remember the Vince promo explaining it when he just kind of just gave up halfway through and he was I've like... I've had an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, three superstars from Raw can go to SmackDown, then and three changed, superstars from Raw can five, go to SmackDown. Changed to oh, And then he just sort of went... <laughs> but in that promo when he said it, he was like... He said the same thing twice by accident. He was like, from Raw to SmackDown, or from Raw to Smack... You, you know what I mean. And that was just like, Vince, how far are you fallen? Only three people. Three people only. That's right. Only <laughs> five people show up that night, and you're like... That was okay, a crazy cool. time. That was insane. So like, did they forget or re- Vince McMahon furiously rewriting the script to Raw? <laughs> uh, just can't count anymore. But they did, they did mention the, the, the quarterly brand of brand invitational on SmackDown, which is why they were there. I just don't know why they have to be there. Why Nia every single time? But to yes, be fair, lazy. To be fair, Nia and uh, Tamina's bit flurry at the end. I thought was quite fun in relative, like sort of to the rest of the match, because the rest of the match was quite flat apart from that. But uh, Adnan's call. This is the call at the end of the night where Reggie has the cane, oh. the cane pyro grip in his face. And with all of the sort of enthusiasm of a very sad and very insincere clown, Adnan says, what a crazy explosion. Now, I have to disagree. <laughs> I have to disagree. I think Adnan said it with real terror in his voice, as if someone in his ear was saying, if you don't nail this, then you're getting released next week. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> wave- if, if someone did say that to him, that was him waving the white flag with his. No, I, no, I really think he sold it. <laughs> he, he sold it too much. It sounded so over the top. He went for me anyway. He went, "What a crazy explosion!" I'm sure he did. I no. That'd be hard to nail though the the nuance for. All right, yeah. How do I, I how really do I think? Sound? I really mm. think he nailed. I don't this not nailed it. It sounded, it sounded outrageous. <laughs> this Roman candle. <laughs> this AEW main event thing. So presumably Alexa Bliss is behind this one as well. But who is she targeting? Is it Reggie or Shayna? Because remember, remember when Shayna's uh, remember when Shayna's legs gave out in that match. So is she targeting Shayna or is it going to be Reggie? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Who, who, I can't wait to find out. Can I'm you? Into it. I'm yeah, well, I could if I had. But like, if it is Shayna, what, if she gets like taken over by... Whatever Alexa is these days, I feel like a knobhead speaking about this. But uh, if she gets taken over by the power of Alexa Bliss or whatever, she, what, what's Shayna going to do under that sort of guise? It's not going to work, well, is it? Well, yeah, it's not her, is it? It could be Reginald, though. The, I said on pitches, I think it was this week, that I think that next week we're going to see Alexa possess Reginald halfway through the match. And I really want that to happen. <laughs> oh, be, that's be, exactly be, what's going to happen, isn't it? Reggie becomes oh, yes. Lily. Jim when Undertaker possessed Josh Matthews. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so good. Oh, do you not remember? Josh Matthews starts, he's interviewing like Orton or someone who Undertaker's feuding with and just halfway through starts speaking in Undertaker's voice. <laughs> he starts going like, <laughs> you will feel pain at the next <laughs> So good. <laughs> that, but in a match. Cool. Yes. By the way, I'm saying this because I skipped this because it's like, I've got nothing positive to say about it. It's doing me nothing. So I'm just skipping it. I feel much better for it. So. Oh, you should watch it. You Why? you have to suffer like we are. No, that's it. Uh, speaking of uh, skipping stuff, NXT. Ember Moon and Shoti Blackheart open the show by beating Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Raquel attacks them afterwards and destroys Shoti in front of Ember, telling her she's next if she messes with her again. Ooh. I like to. Yeah. I tell you what, lads. When I was off, the one show I didn't keep up with because I just I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to watch it. Sounds like you're saying, 
The one show I didn't keep <laughs> it. <laughs> Alex Jones and Matt, yeah, Matt Baker. Baker, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the one show I didn't keep up with was NXT. I didn't. Just, I, could, I couldn't bring myself. There's something today with NXT that I just that, that doesn't appeal to me anymore, which is a weird thing to say after the previous five years. <laughs> which is weird as well because I think it's starting to. We're back on the up slightly with NXT. Mm. I feel like it's we're, it's we're out the bad bit now, and I think that it could it could end up pretty good again. Mm. If maybe, I mean, has it been the same since AEW came along? It's the two hours thing for me. I think it's just and the two hours. Yeah. And there's been yeah. a definite shift to just more like just wrestlers and not like gimmicks. Remember back in the day when NXT was full of gimmicks and it was fun. Enzo. Now it's now pass. it's too serious. And it's an art mm. form. And you've got oh, Dexter. Luke. You've Kick got Dexter. Pads. You got him. You got Cameron Grimes. That's it, isn't it? Really, that, that's it, that's isn't it? Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. I, right. Once once again, uh, Ross puts it way more beautiful than I could ever put it. Yeah. I just read the report and off NXT and if something catches my eye, I'll maybe go and find the show. I don't want to watch this. After three hours of Raw, the next day it's like, would you like it? Something that's a bit like Raw, but black and gold instead yeah. of red. Yeah. I feel I'm like, like it's, no. I feel like it's not as not as bad as Raw. I feel like at least there's... But that's not a compliment. At least there's a... Th- no, but at least there's a thread. At least it's not random and rewritten and all that. But mm. I get what you mean. If If I wasn't... If this wasn't my job, I'd I'd skip every NXT, but I'd watch the, the takeovers yeah. and just see watch the hype packages on that to catch up with the story. Yeah, I think this was an all right opening match. There was lots of liquid wrestling between Ember and Raquel and her muscular back at the start of the match. And then it was a nice reversal from Ember. That I guess I'll give that me third place. The move of the week was uh, Ember's reversal out with a what's it called like a choke slam bomb thing into the. Uh, thing she does, yeah. Yeah, that was a good move. Pete Dunne beats Bobby Fish in the latter's first match back from injury. When was his last match, Bobby Fish? What, sorry? I think you're going to make a joke, Matthew. Isn't he one of those fellas backstage, Bobby Fish? Oh, yeah, is he not one of those fellas? I was a joke, we're going to talk about that. The Undisputed Um, Era? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what we meant. What do you think we meant, boys and girls? Uh, Lorcan attacks Fish afterwards and re-injures his arm. Yep. This 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 was exactly what you would expect from a Bobby Fish versus Pete Dunne match, and I don't know what else to say. Grinding, <laughs> methodical, little Old. explosions of pace here and there, but yeah. The last match was, was December. Neil Razor Ruddock of professional wrestling. From it Jack was uncompromising. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uncompromising with little bursts of pace. It was a good match, but it was what you'd expect. Yeah. The Donovan Donovan Razor Ruddock for NXT. I There's don't no get point that me one. saying that. I thought I'd just be a dick. Donovan. Um, Who's Donovan? Donovan. The boxer. Oh. Oh. Oh, the original. The original Razor Because that's why he was that's why the, the footballer's nickname was that, wasn't it? Mm. Right. Yeah. I've got you. So it's Tommy Hitman Hearns and then Brett Hitman Hart got it from that. No way. Yeah. <sighs> and Austin got his from that serial killer. That's right. The, um, the mafia, the mafia killer. Freezy McChill, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the Netflix documentary on him. As he led to the gas chamber, he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> his moustache. Mercedes Martinez beats Zayda Ramirez. But after the match, the lights go down and Tian Sha's logo. It's, the, it's that stable. It's Boa and Mei Ying and uh, who's the other member? Xia Li. It's them. God, there's a lot of stables in NXT, isn't there? Oh, yeah. 
This this was good. This though, this what happened yeah. here. I I liked how creepy it was, Matthew. What you? Because the mark was on the mark yeah. was on her hand. Sadie's realizes the back of her hand has been marked with a symbol as well. Oh, she's and getting she targeted. Like a... She's getting oh. targeted. She better head for the hills. But uh, as... go on. I was gonna say, is is it is it a bit of a joke? This because one of the commentators said, "Is Mercedes Martinez a new mark?" Oh no! I hope not. <laughs> uh, no, da, da, surely da, da, not. Da, da, da. Mercedes Martinez uh, isn't a mark. She's been a a leader of the indie women's wrestling scene for years now, so she can't be a mark. Mm. I don't think so. Who knows? What were you gonna say, Jack? Oh, uh, I was gonna say this is the kind of my issue with WWE these days, where if if it, if I'm fine with them targeting her and stuff, and I'm guessing it's going to lead to a match between her and probably Jai Lee. But if they never explain why they targeted her in the first place, then I'm going to be annoyed. There needs to be a reason for things. And I feel like in WWE these days, a lot of things are just done, and then they'll go, that's why. They never really explain. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen that way. Mm. We get the million-dollar face-off between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. In brackets, the good one. Grimes asks why DiBiase has been tormenting him for weeks. He says he's looked up to DiBiase because he taught him that when you have money, you can treat people horribly and they'll still like you because you're rich. It's so good. DiBiase says he's been testing Grimes because he sees something in him, but he thinks he's distracted since becoming rich. He wants to help him realise his potential, but they're interrupted by L.A. Knight. Knight says that he's the man DiBiase's looking for and beats down Grimes when he turns his back. DiBiase laughs and leaves with Knight. I thought this was so effective. I feel horrible for Cameron Grimes and I want him to get revenge. I think LA Knight is the most captivating pro wrestler in the world today. <laughs> when he was walking down that ramp, lads, and he was speaking words, I hung, literally grasped on to every single word he said. What a voice and what a delivery that man has. But right, He's an old school promo, isn't it he? It is. He's, like, he's, he's just like The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but he it was yeah it was yeah it was a very effective segment as Jack said it looks like Ted DiBiase's frolicking with LA Knight now in his, his yellow jacket well I think I think I, I think it's a genius move it might not have seemed obvious that they were going to turn Cameron Grimes face because he's such a but I think it could actually really work I'm excited they were chatting along the crowd weren't they so oh yeah and it's not it's not a plank crowd anymore is it they're shoot fans aren't they um, shoot don't fans know. don't know actually I think they are. Okay. Maybe. Don't know. LA Knight's sensational, though. Did you I'm... see much of him as Eli Drake? No. That's no. probably why I'm so blown oh. away by him now. Did you, did you run into him? Because he was at Wrestling Media Con. But uh, no, I, I don't think I know. Was he not one of the people you interviewed? No. No. I didn't. Well, no. No. Fair enough. I could have had uh, Trevor Lee, though, at the time, and I didn't. Oh. It just didn't happen. I'm gutted about that. Yeah. yeah, that was that time I told that story not long ago where I just didn't know what to say to him and I made a tit of myself. What did he you said, say are, you doing, are you doing PWG next year? Are you doing Battle of LA? And he was oh, like, that yes. Was, I had one yes, of those. Yes, I am. I had one of those with Doug Williams outside the hotel. He was sat there on the wall and I, so I was walking past after taking a phone call and he sort of looked up and was going like, and then I thought, oh, he's going to say something here. So oh. I, fully, I fully turned around and he just did, he just had his head down. I was like, I just turned around looking at him. And I was like, oh, I've got to say something here. He's like, he's having that, I think the retirement match, was it the next day with the, uh, was it Gabriel Kidd maybe? I can't remember who it was against. He was having a retirement match anyway at this media con. And I said, oh, 
Are you ready for your match tomorrow? <laughs> like like a backstage encounter on a WWE game. Are you ready for your encounter? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what he said because I just died of shame. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's thing because it's the it's double or nothing this weekend, mm. which means it's the second year anniversary of us all going to Vegas. And I had something like that because Brian Alvarez was in the same hotel and I sat next to him at one point. It's like, hey, Brian. I realised I had absolutely nothing to say. Uh, <laughs> I know very, you. <laughs> he's, he, he should take the lead. He's a very talkative man On when, it's, when he's doing his job. We're, we're both, I mean, we're both looking for the lead, I guess. He's just like, it's hot, isn't it? Like, there's just nothing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I just said, because I was probably, you know, coming off something at that point. It's right. Sorry, Brian, I, I don't have anything to say to you. I hope you have a nice time. Oh, dear me. I remember yeah. um, just sitting by the, like, that... Well, by, it was a pool, wasn't it? But no one was really in the pool. Everyone would sat by, sit by those fire pits in that hotel. And um, just watching for a bit, people go past. And you'd just sit there and you'd see Blue Meanie, Haku. I was like, what is this hotel? This is absolutely crazy. Strange. I was getting breakfast one morning in the queue behind Greg the Hammer Valentine. And let me oh, tell you... What a sentence, that Let is. me tell you, what a lovely smelling man Greg no the Hammer way. Valentine is. No way. He had, a, he had a suit on. His hair looked luxuriously soft. And he smelled delicious. He's turned into Ric Flair as he's got older. <laughs> <laughs> Rick the Hammer Sandwich, Valentine. <laughs> Dolph the Hammer Ziggler. <laughs> 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 because Grillo Monsoon always says, oh, Greg the Hammer Valentine needs 15 minutes to get warmed up. So that now has different connotations when you do that. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice time in Vegas. The bits that I can remember. Apart from when we all fell out. Apart from the big uh, yeah. You know what? Would you like a retrospective on that? I just, if all we needed, right, all we needed was like two more days in Vegas maybe so that we weren't cramming everything into, I feel like that would have saved a lot of stress possibly. That was the thing, wasn't it? Because we didn't know if we were even going. Until that week. A a couple of days before the plane. It was was stressful. Oh, what a mess. Yeah. Starcast, poorly organized. I maintain if we'd, (laughs) if we'd, uh, if we'd had two more days maybe, would have been less stressed, and if we had the right number of beds in our hotel room as well. <laughs> and it was good because I said, "Look, I've been putting. I I got like sorted out properly, and you guys are like, do you have the details for this person?' I'm like, "What are you guys talking about? Yeah, Matthew we got don't like know pure... if we're going. <laughs> Matthew got Dude, like... he just gave me the tickets and everything. And so I had that one room with two beds, which probably ended up being for the best because I got you guys. Are like, have you oh, seen? We're, we're sharing. We're sharing beds and doing the couch stuff. Have you seen? This. You know Dumb and Dumber, where one of them's like, my hands are nearly frozen off, and the other yeah, one's like, have these spare pair of yeah, gloves, exactly. and he's wearing two pairs of gloves. It was like that. <laughs> but think about it. It was probably best that he did that, because even that would have been better than one of you having to share a room with me when I was coming off those edibles. <laughs> <laughs> In a place where it's legal, just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. people listening to these back. Um, yeah, you probably would have... You, no, never mind you two feud. You've all got it. You know what? You guys are all right compared to Matthew. <laughs> it have been horrible. It was... You know what? We all fell out, yes, but it was worth it. A lot of good stuff on that yeah. trip as well, to be fair. Yeah. So, so bloody Moxley, didn't we? Making his debut. We did. Mm. It's Ambrose. That's what I remember doing. <laughs> 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 well, it was really cool, though, because we didn't. We just heard like a little pocket of noise, and it grew, and we were like, what? what and he, and he was that? there. He was just there. Yeah, it was class. Down, down in front of us. Great moment. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Monet. 
made her in-ring debut, defeating Cora Jade. Oh, Beth Phoenix with a bit of shade on commentary. Oh. That move looks familiar, she said. Well, Frankie Monet said that she'd grown up watching Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I'm sure it's... Wait, what? Yeah, it's something she said. I used to watch you as a kid or whatever. Oh, for, oh yes, when she was being a heel. I thought you yeah. meant she'd actually claimed it. I was like, no, that's like Ronda oh, Rousey. No, no, hey, it's yeah. like when Ronda Rousey called Becky Lynch a millennial and they're both the same age. Hmm. That was just Ronda being silly. Wasn't that it? one wasn't deliberate, yeah. That this was, this uh, is like this is like our truth. Are we going to get Frankie Monet versus Beth Phoenix? Ooh. I'd like Ooh. that. I'd like that a lot. You know what I was good about? We had Ted DiBiase this week and Frankie Monet. And not no one coming out going, ha, 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 money, money, money. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of the music, though, WWE often just don't care about music anymore, it would appear, because they're not the same, are they, from when we were growing up, how they had definitive tunes for definitive superstars. You could tell, oh, that's the music to him, and it wouldn't work for anybody else. But Frankie Bonet's theme, I don't know if it's been used anywhere else before, but that's definitely her theme. That's the first theme I've heard in a while, like a new one from WWE, where I thought, that couldn't really be used for many other people. Maybe Sasha Banks. That's good. But like, it's a good thing. And I liked a big fluffy cloud coat that cost mm. 35,000 euros. Do you remember when everyone was disappointed because, like, um, God, I've just forgotten his name. What the hell? The guy who wrote all the music in the glory days. Jim, Jim Johnson. Johnson. Jim Johnson, thank you. Um, when he was gone, everyone was like, oh, it's CFOS now. Well, we'd, we'd kill for CFOS now. Oh, we would. Because CFOS were actually pretty good. There's a tier list on this YouTube channel where we go through all of the hits of CFOS. And let me tell you, they've had more than you think. They do glorious. Mm. Yes. Nakamura. Was that one? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Sasha Banks, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, quite a few. Any theme undisputed, undisputed era. From like 2013 to 17, yeah. I think. Or 18 or 19, I can't remember. Mm. There's a tier list on the channel. Go and watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, Bronson Reed comes out to get a promo of his n- new North American title. And he talks about climbing the mountain for 14 years. God, it's a big mountain. No, it is. But he's interrupted by Santos Escobar and the lads. Escobar says this business belongs to him and he wants Reed's title. The trio surround Bronson, but MSK run out and help him clear the ring. Cheers, lads. I think Escobar needed uh, a filler feud between losing the Cruiserweight belt and going for the better belt. It feels like it's undeserved. Hmm. I think it's deserved because he had a box of Kleenex. Wait, what? He had a box of Kleenex, didn't he, on the ramp? He was when he's like, oh, I'm crying because of oh, your emotional story. He did, he did. I thought he made Bronson look like an absolute chump. <laughs> and Bronson's like, oh, I've worked really hard to get here. And he comes down, oh, well, that's good. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just class, so like, be quiet, will you? Fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, after, see, after hearing that, I might have to go back and watch that. Just Santa Escobar with a tissue. They yeah, are all they are all good on Legado. Lega- Raul who whaps out the box of Kleenex and they're all good. Oh, I'm so emotional for you. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes though, Ross's way of doing it is actually better than when it looks on TV. Mm. <laughs> I'll just have Ross reenact every scene from NXT. That's a video series I want to do. Is like how how hard is it to put on a five star match, Mafu? Let's get a let's get an inflatable ring or something. And just just, just uh, Osprey would say it's very hard right now. But, uh, yeah, Whoa! me, me, you. Oh, sorry, oh, me, you, and a mattress. Right. Bloody yeah. hell! Oh, was that, that that sounded way worse than it needed? Oh well, never mind. Oh, uh, do you the main event? I thought you were going like, ha ha, he's injured. What was it say? Because obviously he insists on putting five star, five star, five star matches, and oh. I actually had to vacate. 
one of the biggest okay. fights in the history of wrestling because of this. I was actually trying to do it. That wasn't so much a, ha-ha, you're injured, more as like, I'm making a valid point. It is very hard. Right, right. Also, I read the wrestling news. What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you think I just read all the news before I come on the show and ignore it the rest of the week? So... Uh, is it, is yeah, it, I don't wish anybody to be injured. Sorry about that. Is it his neck or his back that's probably back both according yeah. to the report? It's just the idea of vacating the one of the biggest titles. Uh, anyway, sorry, who cares about this? Before the main event, William Regal books a number one contenders match for next week: O'Reilly versus Dunn versus Gargano. It's Matthew's dream match. As I was about to say, okay, cool. Well, I can't wait for Ross to reenact that match next week. So <laughs> the main event is the NXT title rematch between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Which Cross wins after choking Balor out, but I didn't watch this because all I got told was they showed Finn Balor's take hour record and saying he only had one loss at take hours. That's not true. Not true. He lost to Killer, uh, Karen, Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, and then obviously to Samoa Joe on a house show. That was in the cage. No, no the cage. at the end. The end. Joe. Yeah. Joe beat the demon. The only person to beat the demon. God damn. So I don't know if they forgot about that or Smojo not being here means they don't count the loss or they're trying to act like the Fiend is undefeated. Ah. Just saying. Liars. Ballas crap. He never wins. Yeah. He was trying really, really hard in this match though, I thought. Like, the way he was so frantic in his, his kicks and his punches. He looked like he was really laying it in as if he was desperate to win this match and not get promoted. To Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we're all waiting for that point now yeah. for Finn Balor. I think yeah. he's done his job with uh, helping NXT get to another point. He'll be dancing an Irish jig with Sheamus in no time. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. We're like, go back to NXT, man. I'm sorry. Mm. Ah. And there is no AW Dynamite because they've changed it. Because That's tonight. Of, um, yes. There'll be even more AW, not just double or nothing. Like the fuse. Like the fuse. Uh, that's right. If you saw AW Dark and saw. Billy Gunn acting like a dude who was angry that his son had been uh, liver punched to death by uh, Ogogo and didn't catch a dude in a dive and looked really angry. Oh. Missing the vital storytelling that Excalibur and Taz were doing and going, Billy Gunn's just shooting on him. Then wrestling and kayfabe is still alive, folks. <laughs> I'm assuming we'll talk a bit more about Double Nothing in the big question. So I hope so. Just going to put a stop to that right now, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want to just come in like, yeah, right. stop. Right. Jack pressing the big red button. Must be instant this segment. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> <sighs> now it's on a little look in the mailbag. Question number one. How do, lads and Jack? Congratulations on reaching episode 175. Is wow. it? Wow. Of your illustrious podcast, which continues to entertain, inform, and occasionally educate more people than ever. On behalf of all listeners, whether they are newcomers or grizzled veterans from the early days, may I thank you and every one of you involved in the podcast production as it's been a genuine ray of sunshine during some truly dark days for us all. Aw, thank you. Thank you. Going over the latest stats for your Hall of Fame segment, I have updated the figures. Oh, here we go, stats. Uh, Things. Todd the Rabbit, previously unassailable 100% success rate is under threat from... Oh no, young upstart Andrew, who, if he wins this week with the automaton, will take oh. the crown instead. Oh, and guess what? He did. He yes. did. So I'm guessing he, he beats Todd by virtue of having now, he's done it twice. I think Andrew's won the Hall of Fame twice. 
So they both got 100%, but yes. Andrew's done it twice. That's right. At the bottom of the league, Mathu has enjoyed a real run of form since episode 149, and Claude is way up to 26.3%. 44 wins from 167 nominations. And that's only because I've been doing it. I've made more appearances, I think, on the podcast than anybody. And I'm also rubbish. So those two stats need to go together. <laughs> um, he has also eclipsed Jack's number of total victories oh. by one, although Jack has had fewer nominations. See, there we okay. go. 43 okay. wins from 158 nominees, 27.2%. That's right. Of course, Ross and Adam continue to enjoy a healthy gap from the others. Ross is at 43.2%. Adam is at 45.2%. That's disgusting, that. That is, really. Especially because Adam doesn't actually take it seriously. Yes. While Sam is bringing up the rear with just 22.2%. With all this math, the chance of me getting laid drastic goes down. (laughs) (laughs) There have been a couple of interesting things which popped up during my analysis. We now finally have Volta inducted in the Hall of Fame after four attempts. So, statistically speaking, Volta has a higher chance of getting inducted than anything Sam says. <laughs> okay, that's that's when stats are fun. Thank that you. is class. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. We also have our first wrestler becoming a two-time inductee, Seamus. Oh. It. And our first two-time non-wrestler inductee via an honourable induction before winning a vote, which is Mafu's mum. I'm happy. I do actually have a question this time. With Tay Key seemingly happy to snap up any Who? piece of Take oh, Tony Khan. Take it. Take I don't know who that was. Take I thought she was on NXT. <laughs> Tony Khan seems really happy to stop up any piece of music for AEW wrestlers. Which other AEW stars could have their music replaced and what with? For example, I can picture Matt Hardy emerging to Cream's Strange Brew or Kip Sabian entering the ring to David Bowie's fashion. More importantly, should this become a common practice? Do wrestlers benefit from an already recognisable tune or do they have a great tune better with their own charisma? Anyway, thanks once again for your efforts and enthusiasm and I'll be back for episode 200. I see... Yeah, what? I see, yeah, can we say this on the podcast now, Dick? Oh, I see. I see, see, Dick. That was an edit from me in the middle there, Matthew. I wasn't sure where we stand these days with what we can and can't say on the podcast anymore. Yeah, I'm sure. I see good point. Fine. Thank um, you, thank you, you dick. Thank you. That's a wait, Call me for episode two hundred, where you'll oh, update us. You'll come back. Thank you, Statman. Thank you. Bobby. Oh, say so hopefully Matthew gets it this time. Ah, the the, the joke name. Yeah. Um. So he's asking <laughs> about. So I I'm not personally a fan of real songs being used for rest of theme tunes because I, I already have thoughts and memories attached to the song. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not thinking, oh, it's this person. I'm thinking, oh, it's Wild Thing. Everyone knows Wild Thing. It could just be a bit too obvious, in my opinion. I don't know. That pick from Moxley is way too on the nose. Yes. It's like, oh, he's a, he's a bit unhinged, is he? He's a bit, bit, bit crazy, you might say. Oh, he's, some might say he's a bit wild, therefore Wild Thing. Plus, his theme already was very... I was about to say iconic there, and I stopped myself. It's very the- record recognisable I think I was going to say yeah. it's one of the more recognisable ones in AEW it is I wouldn't mind them bringing back like he mentioned Kip Sabian there in the email and I really liked his indie theme in the UK it was, do you remember it Matthew it was like the it was kind of like a 
an old like eight bit sound or like a do 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 do, and then it would drop and it would be enough like a dubstep song. Oh yes, super yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind them bringing back old ones like that, but I don't like the current trend of like I wasn't sure about it when Where Is My Mind was brought in for Best Friends, but it, it kind of worked. Yeah, it's. I think you, you're right. Having because uh, there was this company called uh, ECW, which did use real music very well, <laughs> but it fit usually. So right. The themes they're doing don't don't really fit. And I saw a great comment last time um, Moxie came out to. Uh, wild thing that said I associate the song wild thing with like every early 90s comedy about like an unfrozen caveman back in civilization <laughs> and that theme would play I'm like my god that is exactly where I associate with it as well it said it way more beautiful than I could I thought it so, was going to say learning the guitar it's one of the first songs every guitar player learns right. as well because it's the first it's the it's like three chords and it's down, 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 down. yeah it's actually not that wild a song to say the least, so well, but yeah, and also big flute solo, and also the fact that, that yeah, why are you doing this? Because it's Onita's theme. Then they got the wrong version. Then they got Onita's. So it's like, all right, so Moxley is now Onita. I'm like, no, like it seems really bad form to come out to a wrestler's own established theme. Like, yeah. Next week will come out to the game by Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, get your own bleeding theme. I can excuse Baldemora. Tarzan Boy, because yes. that's purely... See, there you go, perfect. But that's purely because I didn't know that song before. Oh, did you not? No, I didn't. Ooh. And I asked my mum and dad about it, who are from the 80s, and they were like, yeah, that wasn't a cool song back then. We we <laughs> wouldn't get caught listening... We wouldn't get caught dead listening to that. They were listening to, like, the Pesh Mode, and apparently that was cool instead. But I like Baltimore's song. Yeah. No one works. Especially when Taz loved it the first time. He was so surprised. It was great. <laughs> Singing over it so they get the DMCA. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think. So yeah, which themes? I don't have any. Uh... I'll go. I'll go. Hangman Page should get Lovely Horse Father Ted. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there is my because I am I'm very much the same. I don't like uh, actual songs being mm-hmm. wrestler themes, especially when they are too on the nose, like like Moxley's is. Another one I can think of, though, I think for me the exception is if I know the song or not already, because I didn't know This Fire Burns for Punk, and I liked it for him, but then I didn't like Cult of Personality because I knew Cult of Personality already. And that was too on the nose as well, wasn't it? It's like, he's very popular, he's got a personality, here he is. <laughs> I, don't the, I don't know what the hands thing was there, sorry, for, yeah. for, the, for the YouTube viewers. Yeah, yeah, it really. He legitimately has a cult of person. Watch out for the metaphors here, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then again, that's it has to fit the character and also be a good song. So mm-hmm. cult of personality, mm-hmm. I mean, every time it comes on at Rise, everyone goes, ah, here we go. Yeah. What do they? Oh, I do. Me and my mates do. always do. I do. Me and my not... nerd wrestling friends. <laughs> but me and Matthew enjoy very, we enjoy various songs at Rise. The last mm. one I remember, when, when Rise used to, comment until things are back to norm but um, we had a great time to ODB's Got Your Money that was a good time you I, I, I love that I've been going about that it was our, that's our memory what song do we listen to oh I know ODB. with your pistols yeah <clears throat> <laughs> and drop them whereas I can't quote any of the songs so let's move on mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to think of any of the songs that would work you know what I'll have anybody any wrestler Come out, the Gangsters Paradise by Coolio. Oh, just because I love the song. 
Got it. Who Penta is El... Ed, Eddie Kings. Okay. <laughs> oh, that works as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. As a, is it, wait, wait, wait for the beat to drop like all good wrestlers do. Duh, duh, duh. As I walk through the valley mm-hmm. of the... Yes, there we go. Yes. I'd like, oh. I'd like some sort of... Is is there a character in wrestling who's like an Amish <laughs> person? For Amish he used to be roadkill, but he hasn't done anything in a while. There's that lad mm. in the indie scene, um, Levi Everett. Is that his name? Alistair oh, Black, I guess, with these vignettes. Yeah. Every time I watch these Alistair Black vignettes, I just think it looks like an Amish fella. Yeah, in the it's all very rustic, isn't it? In the cartoons, not Alistair Black himself. I'd like Alistair Black. To, I've got one for the email. Uh, I'd like Alistair Black to come out to. I've got a brand new combine harvester. That'd be good. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, uh, Cody Rhodes coming out to uh, the theme from Team America. <laughs> we were at the Death Match tournament. Thing he kept was a Casanova Valentine. Yeah. He kept coming. He kept coming out to Team America. Oh, did he? Oh, I forgot about that. Because he was a heel, he wanted everyone to boo him, but it was everyone loved the song. Yeah. And then someone kept coming out to Daniel Beddingfield's "Got to Get Through This," which was amazing. <laughs> what a big song! At the, at the death match as well, and everyone was just, oh, "I got to get through this." Oh, it was yeah, great. Rise the wrestling promotion was like Rise the nightclub. The sense of yeah, you come, you show up, you have some drinks, and you have a good time. So, Man, I, I felt scared there because I went thinking, <laughs> "Oh, we're going to an indie place, are we? I'll wear a." T-shirt from a different indie wrestling. Pro- I think I went in my progress shirt. Right, error. Didn't understand. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they had that didn't understand. Feud. Didn't understand oh. it. Rise actually legitimately hated progress, and there was this guy like with a T-shirt that said "Slowgress" and stuff, and it was just, <laughs> and it was just at the peak of progress, like the bubble had burst and they weren't being seen as cool anymore. And I felt like yeah. such an uncool person at the wrestling because I was wearing the, the uncool T-shirt. Do you yeah. put it inside out? No, no, I, can't, I just kept it. I just, I just got drunk instead. Oh, you maverick! <laughs> you mentioned Daniel Bedenfield there, though. It's just for some reason put into my mind. The proud and powerful need to have not going to get us by tattoo is their theme. <laughs> not going to get why? us. Why? I don't know why. It just seems like a match made in heaven to me. Okay. They're not going to get wow. us. Sh- shout out for mentioning this, the second most famous tattoo song. Yeah. Well, Victoria my, took my, the first one. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. That time she was really over. She's like, yeah, we love this song. And they changed it like, oh, who's this? Mm. So I I had the lady to mess with. Whoop. That's what what changed it to. Oh, actually, yeah, that was an alright song, but, you know, following Tattoo. (sighs) Yeah. Nah, not anymore. Let's move on. (laughs) Hello. Oh, here we go. Hello. To who, whatever three diddlers of destruction we are blessed with this week. Okay. Obligatory thanks. Oh, no, I hate this word. Ob- obligatory. 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 Thank you. Sometimes I go ob- obligatory. Thanks for keeping us entertained during COVID. With the recent weeks of Raw being unbearable, it says in capital letters, I found myself wishing to revisit other errors and experiencing it as if it was the first time. Mm. Now a whole error is too much to ask for. So are we going to go with a storyline? or group of storylines. The clear question is, if you could erase your memory and revisit a storyline and experience it for the first time, what storyline would it be? Oh, we're Mine eternal was... sunshining. Yes, there we go. Mine's would be The Shield all the way until the end of Seth's first title reign. I really enjoyed this period of wrestling. Seth's cackle and chicken poo heel persona, along with J&J security, oh, I forgot about them, makes this whole story amazing. Thanks so much again for keeping us entertained, and I hope this podcast breaks the record for the longest. Hmm. Much love, Logan uh, Camp Campagne. 
Oh, sorry. It says Campa. Oh, Campa known because Matthew will struggle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I swear you, there's a wrestler who's got that surname as well. So I, sh- I should have got that. Very sorry about that, Logan. Campa known. Cheers for the email. It so the will not is, be the longest one. That was last week. So the question is, which which um, era or which time period would we go back and experience yeah. for the first time? Storyline, wasn't it? Which storyline? Storyline or a group of storylines. Yeah, sorry, a whole era is too much to ask for. Okay. A storyline or a group of storylines? The one that comes to my mind straight away is my favourite one, and that is The Undertaker and Kane. Because I was a bit too uh, young to experience that as it was going on. So Kane was already very much established by the time I got into wrestling. So to have that sort of the six months before when Paul Bearer was teasing Kane and then Kane's arrival and all that stuff all the way through to WrestleMania 14. I've got I've got a great answer here, guys. Go on. I'd go to WrestleMania 100 and see what's changed. Just say like, what is going on here? What? Right. Do you know? So... Do you think that's? Do you think that's genius? So rea- you, you, I'll be honest, your reaction was not what I thought you were both going to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> when was that? What? When was WrestleMania 100? Uh, sorry, Raw 100. No, I'd go to WrestleMania. I'd go, I'd go he to wants WrestleMania to go to the future. He wants to go to the future. Asked, asked, and see what's changed. And see what's changed. Ah! Thank you. Cheers. Now the pennies, the pennies <laughs> yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah. In the year 3000. What's, yeah, what's the... What WrestleMania we have to? 38 will be the next one. So we'll be very old when, if if we're still alive when WrestleMania 100 happens. So wow, I'll be long gone. All right. What year? What year? What year is it? <laughs> WrestleMania 100 will be in 2085, I think. No, yeah, 2000, yeah. 2000, the first 18, one was 85. 2000, so. 2084. It'll be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not here then. Oh, do you reckon? Oh, have you got yeah. plans? We'll be we'll be You're very booked. old. Or <laughs> yeah. what are you saying? I'm at wrestling media con. I'm a bit, bit busy. Okay. Mask and Doug Williams one. We're, we're probably, we'll probably not make it to WrestleMania 100. Do you, so re- just... do you reckon, just think about that, do you reckon there'll be a convention for old wrestling YouTubers in 25 oh, years? Oh, yes! <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be on it. Instead of like I Greg mean, the Hammer Valentine or whatever that you see now, no, but like if, in the wrestler, yeah, it'll be if, like us. I used, to, I used to have a wall of dogs. Sure you did, Matthew. Sure yeah, yeah. We, won't, we won't be the big ones there. That'll be like the current ones at the, at the time. We'll be like Mean Gene and Greg Valentine and that in the corner. It'll be fantastic. You've those indie wrestlers from like the early 2000s that only three people remember, like Chad Collier. Oh, I know the name. really ones like, oh, yeah, you never really made it, did you? Or the other Matt Striker. Oh, the monobrow. Yes, monobrow Matt Striker. Not the, no, not that one. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's how people come up to us, aren't you? No, 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 I'm not. Do you know what, right? I've ne- oh, this is so embarrassing. I've never seen a match with the other Matt Striker in, but oh, I read boy. a f- I read a detailed fan fiction sort of thing once where the story was that basically this evil being had kidnapped like 20 of the world's wrestlers and was taking them away to a planet to compete in front of aliens. And... Uh, obviously the person who wrote, who wrote it was a bit of like a smock because they'd combined, there was like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, but then there was like CM Punk who I'd never heard of at the time. And there was like this Matt Striker bloke and AJ Styles and stuff. It was the weirdest, look at Madman Pondo was there. And looking back, it was like the weirdest mixture of wrestlers ever, but they had a tournament to see who would survive in the end. And I think Punk won in the end. So the guy was a big smock, but that was that's the only thing that 
I knew about that Matt Stryker in my mind, that he's got a monobrow and that he was in that fan fiction that I read. And that man will grow up to be the ruler of Saudi Arabia. (laughs) You know what? I'll just keep on doing this. Wait, what? Oh, the guy who kidnapped the wrestlers and... Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Right, got you, got you. Sorry. Yeah, can I have Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ilma Warrior and Matt Stryker? I wasn't working. No, no. (laughs) Monobrow Matt Striker, <laughs> or you're not getting paid, and just get the over Matt Striker and just paint them in. It was a long fan fiction, and I read it. That's amazing. I must, I must have had many friends at the time. Well, neither that person wrote it, so. Um, <laughs> you have 20 wrestlers to pick from, and he picks the other Matt Striker. Yeah, but he must, <laughs> have, been, awesome. he must have been like hot stuff at the time. No. Maybe the guy just like. tried to push him. People <laughs> tried to push him, and they were like, oh, God, this guy is boring. Oh, was he? Oh, bless him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if you're watching this. Sorry, he's obviously getting books or maybe he's busy. Uh, did we answer that guy's question? Oh, no, I answered my bit. Sorry. I would say the... Let's see how it starts. The Ric Flair retirement leading on to Batista versus Jericho, leading on to Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, leading on to that entire feud. Wow, no that is not the answer I expected from you. It was just I was beautifully done. Almost certain it was gonna be Germany centric. It was gonna be like <laughs> Oh yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, you know what's Oh no, that. no <laughs> Nah, uh that because it, it's it it's annoying almost because it's you know when something's done so well and you go, Wow, it was great, they had one feud going into another feud, into another feud, into another feud for twelve months. Fantastic, with every looking a bit good. And they just forgot how to do that. And it's, mm-hmm. Well, this feud ends, and then this person will have a match next week, I guess. Yeah, they don't link them. Do they? Yeah, Cesaro will lose to Roman, and then they'll do it clean, and then Seth will come in. And you're like, wait, where's this? No, no, that's it. Yeah, so go, go away, go out of my office. I like. I think that's part of the reason that I found AEW so refreshing when it started because everything was not everything, yeah. but it was more linked than WWE certainly. Yeah. Oh, they take things to different levels then because they've got intertwining stuff which then yeah. works itself out later on. You're like, oh yeah, they have been doing things for a while now and now they're centrally going together to get it out. No, you are right, Ross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the whole Hangman arc has been really well done. Like His character development's been great all the way through and there's probably other examples. Hmm. Some of them haven't been as good, like the Young Bucks, but you know... Hmm. So that's a good answer, that. So it's up, It's from Ric Flair's retirement through to Michaels versus Batista? Was it? Uh, that was the like, midway point because... No, sorry, it was Michaels Batista because Batista was mad at Michaels for retiring mm. Flair because that was my guy. And then Jericho was the guest ref. And then Jericho was like, oh, one, two, three. Aha, you lost Jericho. And then they started <laughs> feuding and that lasted the entire year. Is the one where awesome. Jericho's, Jericho's trying to stop Batista from beating Michaels in the stretcher match? And he's like the, the ref, but yeah. he's like on the other end, like, no, don't. And then, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. 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 Great stuff. Good times. <coughs> Question number three. Hello, lads. Just want to say thanks for the endless hours of entertainment you provide and for taking time out of your days to always entertain us. I've been wrestling for two years now, and your podcast always Ooh. keeps me entertained and motivated when I'm down. Please don't be Matt Stryker at the end of this. Um, included our picks of me when I got to meet Rhino and wrestle on the same show and also got to wrestle legendary Larry D who wrestles for Impact and a pick of me currently as I am double champion at the moment I am. I also recently met Bob Evans who was a trainer at Ring of Honor who wrestled him as well oh yeah Bullet Bob Sorry, he told the story I think there's a package carry on carry on I can still hear you in my head no worries he told the story I've heard you guys tell many times about the young books being able to call what the fans will cheer and it got me thinking 
Question. If you were a wrestler or simply someone getting into the business, who would you want to sit backstage with and ask for advice from? For me, I would love to just sit down and chat with Chris Jericho. He's my favorite wrestler of all time and seems to really get the crowd reactions and knows how to involve himself. I'd love to listen to the little things or pieces of advice he has. I've met many knowledgeable people in the locker room from Rhino to Larry to Rob Conway as well as Tracy Smothers and it just really made me want to ask this question. Thank you all again for all the wonderful content and smiles you guys provide. With love, Gaston Leroux from Indiana. Thank you, Thank Gaston. Gaston Leroux. <clears throat> and no good luck with the rest. Good luck with the rest of the wrestling fights, like Gaston. No one. Now I'll ask like... ask questions in the mailbag to Gaston. Let's see if you follow me on Twitter, Gaston. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> do. So I will follow you. Back. You what look like do? Ethan Page. What were you going to do if he didn't? What were you going to do if he didn't follow you? I would. No one gets blocked like Gaston. No one <laughs> gets their mailbag deleted from Matthews. Uh, so, notepad, sorry, what stuff. was what was the question, sorry? Which is how great we are, basically. Oh, no. After that, he said, who would you ask, if you were a wrestler, aspiring to be uh, a wrestler for advice? Advice, sorry, I did hear it, yes. crazy stories, yes. Uh, the correct answer to this question is Kevin Nash. Uh, oh, that was my pick as well. Because to not exactly be the most physically gifted, not the best on the microphone, but to milk the business. Not the most physically but, gifted? Was he? Well, he was seven foot tall. Now you said that I would a... say uh, you say he wasn't the best on the mic. I mean, he wasn't though, was he? He wasn't the best. No, no, no. <laughs> when he was when he was rotten babyface champ, he wasn't. But then every time before and after that, he was great. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, he built the business. <laughs> he built the business for all it was worth, and uh, I want to know how to do that. Yes, okay. with with, with a plum. Because that which document was it recently where? He doesn't appear in it for much, but he just appears for one bit. He goes, well, I was on a contract for nearly two years and got paid handsomely while sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> was it, I think it was maybe the Booker T one. Fantastic maybe. line there from Kevin Nash. That's, that's, my, that's my mantra. Yeah. Get all the money. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always been his response. It's like, why didn't you go to the WWE in this time? He goes, well, okay, let's see. Hmm. I'm getting paid a quarter of a million. Or whatever, how much? Oh, no, it was two million over the two years to uh, sit at home and drink beer all day and watch TV, or I can go on the road and maybe make my downside. Hmm, what would you pick? And I'm like, yeah. No, the love of the business. No, no, Kevin Nash knows. Kevin Nash knows. So, uh, you've said him. Scott Hall. Because he... Everyone always says he's got this great idea for things uh, and the business and things how to say, and still cutting promos like his Hall of Fame speech. Just mm. the, the stuff he said, he didn't go over time. He just cut the thing out and goes, "Hey, nice, nice guy. Nice times last for a while, but bad guys last forever." Or the line was like, "Oh, it was okay. um, bad, bad times, bad times don't, don't last, but, oh, bad time. times, but bad there guys do." There yeah. we go. So so great. I couldn't even remember it. I thought someone <laughs> reminded me. Um, so I'd have him, and he also had the Kevin Nash mindset of, uh, "Yeah, uh, pay me, please." So, what about you, Jack? Who would you listen to? I don't know. I'm trying to think if I was a wrestler, what would be my strengths and weaknesses? And then would I try and Ooh. would I try and improve on my weaknesses, or would I try and improve even more on my strengths so that I, I was even better at that? And I think my weakness would definitely be like general athleticism. <laughs> I just don't think, <clears throat> the wrestling part. You know, I think the wrestling part would be bad. Um, but to interrupt, when you you did do, I've never wrestled, never wrestled a no, match. In my you life. took a bump though. I've taken about three. Yes, uh, for NCL. Uh, is the one I remember you most for. So, uh, who North. did you ask backstage about that? Or no, there the was. 
I didn't ask to do it. They asked me. No, but I mean, like, for getting ready for the, the spot, did you go, oh, right, oh, what should I do? I'll yeah, okay. Instead of answering the question, because I genuinely can't think, I'll just explain what happened. Oh, okay, good. So I knew that I was getting involved with Primate versus Liam Slater. I know them both from WCPW. So there was no, like, fear or awkwardness of, like, having to go through it. And all I did was I helped Liam, who was the heel, and then I got speared by Primate, right? But I didn't know a lot of what I was doing. I'd never given anyone a low blow before, so I had to work out how to low blow Primate. So I approached Primate before his ma- before the match in the crowd and he saw me and with a smile on his face he turned immediately around and walked in a different direction i was like well how so he just, yeah i know i know so then i had to go and find liam and then i was like right can you just run me through it and he ran me through it really well liam's like a great teacher i think he's a personal trainer as well so he's just great at teaching people and he just said do everything slower than you think you need to because it goes so fast and he also taught me how to do a proper low blow, which is around the side of the leg, so you don't catch them in the ball. And that was it. So that was a good time. And then I was so nervous until it happened. Because you don't want to... It's one thing making yourself look like a tip, but when you're messing up a match that you're not even... It's not your match. Then, yeah. But no, it was really fun. And they did a crazy spot that I missed because I was... I'd sold at the back after I'd taken the spear, which was the guardrail. Do you remember the guardrail spot? Yeah. Jeez. Who was it who took it? Was it Liam? The backdrop through the guardrail. I think Liam took it. Oh, the, Ross, like the guardrail was like flat, but it was like a bridge, like between the ring and the barrier, and he backdropped him out the ring through the guardrail. Oh my god! Because he said this is when um, NCL and WCPW were both running. So Liam, Slater, no, it's not. It's not because oh no, it would have been, been, been it would have been defiant by then sorry wouldn't it oh, so, oh right sorry yeah, because, sorry i thought because i was i wanted to do something for north and then wcw wcpw stopped me oh <laughs> i've never revealed that before i didn't know yeah. that oh another yeah, yeah, secret yeah. reveal but then i, I was great because liam liam's would, gimmick was class yeah yeah he'd come out with his own guardrail and go I, i'm used to having you know guardrails because i'm at the big promotion you know, this is very nice, the Riverside, but I've been, uh, you know, at the Northumberland Uni, maybe you've been there. Uh, the O2 Academy, have you heard of that? Yeah, okay, only the big companies go there. Oh, it was so good. He I, came I recommended to him the spot you should do. You do the 10 punches in the corner, but you just do a, a list. Top 10 reasons stop. why I'm going to win this stop. match. Stop, stop, stop. One, I'm better than stop. him. Two, stop. I've got abs. Three, and, I, I, and he didn't do it. I don't think Simon Miller even did, though. The, that's there. If anyone out... wants to take that, by, that spot, by the way, go ahead and... I didn't know he was going to do it. So I was just stood in the crowd once and he came out dressed as me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had oh, a beanie yes. hat on and a job a job t-shirt. And then he did Ross once. He came out with a Ross t-shirt on later on. But it was a really controversial time because we just left as well. So no one had a clue what was going on. Everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> but he got booed for it, which was fantastic. I was getting heat in the crowd watching him. Oh, yeah. They, it was they brilliant. Were so good. Loved it. Yeah, it was class. So a reminder, maybe not Kevin Nash or Scott Hall or anybody else we've mentioned, but just remember, if you're any wrestling promotion from a big one or a small one, you have to hate the other promotion and get your fans to hate them to get them yeah. on the side. That seems to be the recurring theme in wrestling right now. Ah, well, those were the questions. Thank you very much for the wrestlers and the non-wrestlers who sent and the questions in. Sorry to Gaston for just dodging his question and talking about a thing that happened to me once. Oh, so. That's amazing, though. I think it's so good because you you do not brag about it that much, but it works so well for NCL. You're a vital part of that little thing. Thank you very much. You yeah. buried me on commentary because you're a bad person. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, 
oh, that's Jack. What a great bump he took. It's like, oh, <laughs> God. I'm going to talk about that on the podcast that I did with him. I called it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. But anyway, further thoughts, theories, questions, and uh, Eurovision thoughts, whatever's on your mind, or in your nose if you're Italy, then please, please, please send them <laughs> to mailbag.coloholic.com. Reese's Pieces. Hi guys, hope you're doing well and your spirits are high as you've presumably entered the third hour of recording this podcast. <laughs> you know as well. In honour of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, embracing Zoom quizzes approximately one full year after everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> I've made up my own round, which I hope you'll enjoy this quiz. You will be given two events and all you need to do is state which one came first. Best to look. Dobbs okay, I'll be reading out this week. Uh, first one doing it, so I hope I don't mess it up. Anyway, thank you from David from Glasgow. Thank and you. Hey. What, what came first? Mm, not Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Nine hours later. <laughs> Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3, or... I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston wow. in the UK we, number one. Sorry, are we taking turns? Is this one to Ross and then the next one's to me? And then back and Yeah, forth? yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So Ross goes first this time, then Jack, you go first next time. Whitney came first, I reckon. <laughs> the tension is unbearable. Oh, you're not, you're not having a guess then? Oh, oh, no, I see. Right, we're doing it like that, are we? Okay. Fine. I don't know, I'll it's up to you. I can't, I can't oh, yeah. if you want. I can't give my own thoughts if you want. Sorry. I reckon we both just answer. We both answer both yeah, of them. There we go. That's All right, I'll go for I'll go for Andre because the production on Whitney's song seems a bit sharper than the early. Ah, I don't know actually. I'll go for I'll go for Andre anyway, just to be different. Uh, well done. You had good logic there, Jack. Thank you. Win a point. We actually did it. Jack won. Oh no! Don't keep score. Oh, sorry. It is a quiz. Okay. Off. <laughs> I've seen this a year ago when these were popular. Michael Cole makes his Monday Night Raw debut or the UK wins Eurovision for the last time with Love Shine a Light by Katrina Lo- and the Waves. Like Harry, shine a love. Like Harry. Light up the bear. Yeah, good song. I'll say that... Um, isn't, isn't shine a light what Yorkshire people say when something takes them by surprise? Shine a light. Hey, shine a light, you scared go, go down f- the pit. <laughs> I'll go for uh, Carrie, just because that's an earlier memory for me than Michael Cole. I would also have gone for Carrie in this instance, yeah. Oh, well, you both get a point then, because yes. Carrie came first. Feels like Michael Cole's been around forever. Michael comes. Like Jack Nicholson how, in The Shining. How many times does Michael Cole come in three hours? <laughs> Several. Is that the next question? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is released on Xbox One and PS4, or Shane McMahon wins the title of Best in the World at Crown Jewel. I've got the idea go I'll, go, I'll go for Shane. No I'll idea. go for Red Dead. Crown Jewel was November 2018. Red Dead was October 2018. Wow. Oh. Thank you, Jack. The birth of Lutez. Cheaty's favorite wrestler, or the sinking of the Titanic. <laughs> Jesus. I'll say the Titanic was first. I would also go for the Titanic being first. 
You're both very clever and smart and sexy. The Titanic sunk in April 1912. Lutez was born 1916. Hmm. Young spring chicken. Heidenreich debuts on, on WTV. Our Spy Kids 3D Game Over is released in cinemas. <laughs> Damn. I'll go for uh, Heidenreich first. My logic here is that this is a terrible bit of logic. Is that the spy, the kids in Spy Kids are at an age where like you dr- you grow and develop so fast, right? But I feel like they the kids look the same in Spy Kids One as they do in Spy Kids Three D. So I think they'll have all happened within quite a short space of time. And I'd wager that Spy Kids One came way before Heidenreich, and I'll think that Spy Kids Three, because they look the same, also came out. Before- I'll go Spy Kids first, is what I'm saying. See, I think Spy Kids won because I had it on DVD and I resented the kid in it because I thought I think I saw myself in him. He looked Junie. a bit like me when I was a... Yeah. He's now married to Megan Trainer. Who's she? Uh, she's all about that bass, no treble. Oh, her? Yeah. Ah, right, good for him. I, I couldn't stand him. <laughs> I couldn't stand him, me, just because he looked, he, looked, he looked a bit like me and he was achieving more in life than I was. He was, back in the he day. was meant to be the, like, the sympathetic one. He had warts on his fingers. He yeah, had to feel warts. I had warts, didn't he? I never had warts, but I had curly hair like him. He was the sympathetic one, and you hated him. <laughs> Bless I'm him. Je- I'm a jealous, bitter old man when I was nine. He wasn't meant to be a character you were jealous <laughs> of. <laughs> he was a sad I'm character. Saying I'm, I was just because he was a spy kid, and he, oh. looked, he looked a little bit like me, and I was yeah. in Pegswood in Northumberland, Pegswood. not being a spy kid. Right, that's, right. That's the name of my village where I'm from. Is it? Yeah, oh, Pegswood. Pegswood. Uh, thank you for that explanation. Uh, Spy, Kids, <laughs> yeah. Spy Kids 3 came up first. Yeah. Uh, oh, bloody hell. So, that's sake. not a big gap between three films, that. I'm not happy about that. Those kids look the same in the third one as yeah. the first one. And I, I've, I've delved into the science of puberty to get that answer. Yeah, to get that answer. That's what you use your amazing brain for, Jack, to figure out. Oh, if came before Hyde and Rake. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, hard time promo, or the birth of Cody Rhodes? Oh, I have no idea. Well, surely the Hard Times promo would come after the birth of Cody because I reckon the American Nightmare was just Hard Times when he was a, when he was a nipper. I reckon, obviously, to, to uh, impregnate someone, you have to have the intercourse. And to enjoy the intercourse, you have to enjoy Hard Times. So I'll say the Hard Times came first, then the child. I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> uh, you're both great, but no, uh, Cody was born first. Really? Cody wow. was the hard times. <laughs> As Ross has figured out, like many people, fatherhood is hard week. times. <laughs> Dustin's fine. Is it yeah. Teal is the sister's name? She's fine as well. Cody is when the hard times began. That's right. I always thought Cody had all the genes from his... It looks so much like his mum, mm. but... As he gets older, is he looking more like Dusty? Uh, Dusty? Do you think? I can see him changing. Is it just because of the blonde hair? I think his eyes are going a bit like Dusty's. That's. Uh... I'll have to study a picture of Cody one time. <laughs> look for the similarities between him and Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> Team WWE defeats the Nexus at SummerSlam. Or Anthony Agogo wins a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games in Delhi. Ooh. When we can does work, the Commonwealth we, we can Games work this happen? one out. Yeah, yeah we can work this out. The, yeah. Go on then. Presumably in the summer, if it's like the well, Olympics. Yeah, is it early? I would presume that Agogo came first, because SummerSlam is near the end of August, 
And I would assume yeah. Commonwealth Games happens before then. I'd agree with you on that. I would use your logic as well, but no, apparently... SummerSlam, August 2010. We all know that. That's easy. Uh, you won Southern Delhi. October. Where was it? Oh, Where, were Where were they, the Commonwealth Games? Delhi. So India. I guess maybe that's... India. That, that was appropriate heat for them all to do. Is India yeah. in the... So I actually don't know. Is India in the Northern or Southern Hemisphere? Southern? So that'll be even hotter. You'd be, approaching, you'd be approaching their springtime then, later on in the summer. I don't know. I've, got, I've put too much thought into this. That's why it was in October then. No, because if it's in the Southern Hemisphere, then it would be getting warmer the later the year got. Oh. But I don't know. I don't know if it is in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't know if the equator bisects India. I don't know. I just know India as part of the subcontinent, as they always say in the cricket. England mm. travelled to the subcontinent yeah. of India for a tour of India. Is India yeah. in the Southern Hemisphere? India lies in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, well, good logic. So Again, you're, you're, you're amazing cooler. use of logic here, Jack. You are, I've, I've never <laughs> seen this out of you, this quiz. Like um, Sherlock. Uh, and with the 2018 Commonwealth Games held in Australia, that was in April, so I don't know why. But, anyway, yeah, moving I, on I from got, this thrilling discussion. I here. did get it wrong, though, to be fair. Yeah, you both got it wrong. Nothing. No. The first WF Saturday Night's main event is held, or the birth of Braun Strowman. Strowman's older than you think. Strowman's about 36, maybe, I'd say off the top of my head. He's got a lovely new dog, Matthew, with a nice little pit bull called Blue, I believe. Oh. <laughs> Is it called Blue or Bell? Maybe Bell, maybe Blue. Blue, Blue Bell. Bell. Blue Bell end. I'll go for main event. Oh. Coming second. Oh. Braun Strowman's coming first. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. Not I'll, having a Blue Bell end. I will uh, agree with Ross and say Braun Strowman first. You're both right. Get in. Saturday night's main event, May 85, Braun, September 83. Good. Oh. Bruno winning his first WWWWF title or the JFK assassination. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's just such a brutal... Just sorry, I shouldn't have laughed that much, but it was such just a brutal way of there just getting it in there. Did JFK get to enjoy this before uh, he didn't? Did you get to watch oh, that footage in, in school of JFK? Not in school. But no, oh, we, oh, we did. I Year eight. I was did, watching that. Did you analyse the magic bullet? And where they come yeah, from? Where which did angle? Bu- How many people have penetrated? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Don't bring it. No, not again. <laughs> we all saw that come from the grassy knoll. So, um, did you see the footage? Or was it a documentary? Or was it the film? Or it was what? The, the, like... the, the, whatever cameras were there on the day, filming him, and then the head goes and... The Sabruda footage. Yeah, the... the they watched the Sabruda film. The, 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 slow motion, the slow motion replays of the... <laughs> Look at his head, kids. What? We, yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah, right? I was watching that. In wow. History. Was this during, during physics? History. Oh, oh right. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> physics to prove that it was a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'll go for uh, JFK first, because I feel like Bruno won it in... Like the 60s, and the JFK was in the 50s, maybe? I don't know. Since JFK was colour TV, I'm going to go for Bruno first. Oh. The footage I saw was coloured footage anyway. Yeah, they. I mean, they would still go back and forth even back then in uh, between black and white and colour, depending on which station, stuff like that. But, good bit of logic, Bruno 
with oh. a belt in May 63. Kennedy died in November 63. 63, it was in the 60s. Yes, because you were using good logic there. Then he was just like, oh, I think Kennedy was in the 50s. I'm like, oh, no. Was it just badly wrong? Is that famous? It was badly, badly wrong. It's, uh, it's getting close, though. The birth of MGF or Steve Austin, Austin 316. Oh, well, that's MGF, surely, surely yeah. MGF's got to be younger than Austin 316. I'm saying MGF's older. Oh, right, hang on. Yes, that's what I mean, sorry. MGF first. MGF born first. Yes. But nah, but he's younger than you think. Austin 316, June 1996. MJF, March 96. Well done. Just. I would, ne- I would never have guessed he was born in 96. Bonus question. To see if we can end this on a draw. What lasted long... Oh my God, the brutalness <laughs> of this question. What lasted longer? Adnan Verk's stint as Monday Night Raw commentator or David Blaine's stint living in a glass box <laughs> above the Thames? The, uh, Adnan Verk's stint was longer. Six weeks it was for Adnan, so I'll go for Adnan, yeah. yeah. There's no way David Blaine spent that long in a box. Adnan Verk, 43 days. David Blaine in a glass box above the Thames, 44. No, he wasn't. Days. No, he wasn't. <laughs> David Blaine was not in a glass box. I can't before. believe that. He wasn't. He just wasn't. Was he? Do you That's remember that when he had the guy on GMTV in the morning, like send him? Was it water? He had just send him up water through the, the straw thing. Uh, David Blaine was in his box. Yeah. Didn't people hit golf balls at it? He got pelted with stuff. That one was many planes. <laughs> like a message that says something like "You smell." <laughs> <laughs> I thought he flew like a McDonald's burger past him or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope that's true. Wait, I think the guy who came with this question, <laughs> uh, the question, which I'll scroll up, I'll get his name again, David from Glasgow, mm. came up with that first and then worked backwards, like Ole Anderson's booking. <laughs> so thank you very much for ending that on a high note, mate. That's great. And the win, oh, close though. Jack was seven, Ross was six. That's close. Good game. brought it back. Good game. But can we all just appreciate Reese's Pieces and the amazing fans that we have? Yes, these are amazing things, and you can send them to mailbagacolleg.com. And now I want to look at pictures of David Blaine in a box and see if there were any photos of the planes and stuff that people would harass him with. Shazam. Shazam. Are there any? I'll give it three more seconds. Because I think no, there are no photos via Google. I think I definitely remember there being some. It's really, it's. I think it's quite interesting the difference between how David Blaine is perceived in America, where I think he's probably quite an inspirational figure, to how David Blaine is perceived in the UK, where everyone's like, "What tit? Magic weirdo? (laughs) What what, what an idiot?" (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Please let us know your thoughts on David Blaine next Reese's Pieces. Tara. It's Cultaholics. The question. What a long, Ooh. lovely podcast. Is there a plane flying low somewhere? I can hear yes. a plane. Look at David. Me. David Blaine? David Blaine on a plane. I couldn't see anything, but it does sound bang. like it, doesn't it? I hope it's Mike Ashley. <laughs> flying in Rafa Benitez for a return. <laughs> we can live in hope. Until then, though, we don't need to live in hope when we have the big question on everybody's minds, which is which... That. Which? Yes, that's right, Matthew. Good English. Which is going to be... I prefer what. What is going to be the best match at AEW Double or Nothing this Sunday? 
Quite a stacked card, actually. And that music can mean that we're going to run down the card as Ross does his dulcet tones. The kickoff pre-show match: Serena Deeb defending the NWA World Women's Title against Rio. Yeah, that could be a good match. Yeah. I mean, it, When's he going to stop that? Do we? I, was doing, I thought he was going to read out the entire card. I was doing the double enough. Yeah, yeah. You the whole card as a bed. Oh yeah, no. I like that. I, was, I thought Jack, you, he's going to do the theme, and you're going to go, ooh, oh. That's mm. that's terrible podcasting. I was doing <laughs> so, that's great. It's ambient. We'll no. go back to the noise for the okay for the for the yeah. Serena Deeb versus Rio. Yeah, mm. it'll be no. a good match. It'll be a good match, won't it? But, yeah, there we go. Let's do the noises that we'll go though. Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac, and three more match for the AW World Title. Mm. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh. That's just Kenny Omega doing a promo. Hikro <laughs> Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AW World Women's title. What's, oh, I'm trying to think of a noise to do here. Britt Baker should win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a I great noise. I don't care how good that match is, I just care about the result. Yeah, I think I'll save the one that's going to get the best reaction until the end. The Casino Battle Royale for a future AW World title shot. Yes, they are still doing this match. Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hawks, Oh, no, Penta don't do this. Medo, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Gwen, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Andy Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Comorado, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, who also doesn't have one, and to be announced. Um, you know I... what? After the pitches video this week, Jack, people have yes. told me that Individual entrances have already been made a thing in the casino. Battle yeah, world. we were complaining and I had, about. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, we were we were complaining about um, something that you agree on, Matthew, is that the the bunched entrances make it really hard to tell, hmm. like what's going to happen. It really affects the quality of the match. But apparently, we've just not realised that they've done away with them. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, no, it probably won't be. But I, I they're a guilty pleasure of mine, these battle royals, because stuff just happens in all of them. Not always good stuff, but stuff always happens. TK has promised surprises. He hasn't bigged up the surprises, which is a crucial detail here. He hasn't said it's going to be the best professional wrestler ever or anything, what he was saying with Christian. Uh, so I'm excited. Why does he have to mention the surprises? Just don't mention that there's going to be a surprise. Yeah. yeah, He's like kidding. He's like, he can't help himself, can he? He's like, oh, I've got this thing coming. Oh. I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there may or may not be a secret party for you tomorrow for your birthday. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. Uh, so that was the noise for that. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Oh. Yeah, that could be good, yeah. Okay. Two Me big wrote. lads slapping them. Slapping all the meat. <laughs> slapping them. I like someone's optimism here that put Miro, champion, or Dante Martin, because he has a title shot. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic scenes. Fantastic. He could. He could do it. Yeah, he could. (laughs) That's so good. We're going to look so bad. Keeping keeping Kayfabe alive, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, The noise for Miro versus Lance Archer is... Wow! Ah... I would say wow for Hangman versus Brian Cage, and put your noise for for the other one, for that in in this one instead. I'd swap them around. I'm more looking forward to Hangman and Brian. Is what I'm saying. They could both be good matches. Yeah. Uh, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle in a stadium stampede <laughs> match. With the if the Inner Circle lose, they must be, just, bleh, must disband as a team forever. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit wary of this one because like the first one was was good. And it's the, it's 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 the difficult second album by yeah. doing the same thing again a year on. Plus, I just hope I'm hoping. I don't know if I'm alone in this. I'm hoping that Inner Circle loses, so Inner mm-hmm. Circle just stops because Babyface Inner Circle does not work for me. I think it's time for them to. I think they can all go off and be class separately, especially. Santana and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara as well, but oh, it's time. God, it's time for the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their theme tune. Yeah, Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Okay. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <be back. laughs> oh, oh, man, St- uh, yeah. But again, I hope I was hoping that maybe Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page would win because that's probably what they should do. But I'd sting them. Sting will come in and win the match only after Derby does all the all the hard work. I would love it if the heels won. Yeah, so would I. Because they pin Sting with something like an Irish whip. <laughs> oh, snap, I hope, I hope Oh, get, that's it. Tap out. I hope they get to land like three consecutive wrestler manoeuvres on Sting because that would be progress in the booking of Sting because yeah. so far he's just been impervious to everything. He's been beaten yeah. down a couple of times but he's come back with not a, not a scratch on him, hasn't he? Yeah. The Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for the tag team titles. There are going to be issues with this match, I think. Because it's between two lads who really shouldn't have to sell for much and then two lads who don't like to sell for much. So I'm scared where I was going to go. Hmm. I can't see the Young Bucks losing me. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to, try to put in my mind just a picture of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley with the tag team uh, titles, but I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't know if it's out yet, but in our predictions video, I lose faith in my prediction of Moxley and Kingston halfway through, and I just keep going with it. And I wish that I'd not, I wish that I'd not predicted them now because I, I, I also can't see the Bucks losing. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And the main event, the showstopper. The reason we're all watching this, Cody Rhodes, the hated evil foreigner, <laughs> will take on the pride of Britain himself. Anthony Agogo in a it's coming home match. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not going to be the best match, but it's the match I'm most looking forward to. I'd, yeah, ever since you said the other day, like imagine if the crowd was like there was like a, a proper arena full of fans with UK fans mm. traveling over like it's a Ricky Hatton boxing match. Yeah, yes. Oh, that would have been amazing, but uh, it'll still be great. I mean, what should happen is a go-go like. The first thing he does is just wax Cody in the stomach, and that's the end. And a new devastating star is born, but we all know what's going to happen. It's the same with all Cody matches these days. You'll get beaten down. You'll get taken to the back. But just before he gets to the back, he'll stop and say, no, I'm fighting for America and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Do you remember that brass ring match where Cody spent all of it selling in view of the camera? (laughs) I'm so hurt. It seems to happen in all of his big matches now. He gets some sort of injury and then gets taken to the back but doesn't quite make it and valiantly fights back and then wins. It's like, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think it's going to because first of all, you've got America. Second of all, you've got American Dream, the nickname being used this time. So he's fighting for his dad. What other reasons are there? They're all pointing towards Cody winning anyway. I've got, but... He's about to have a kid, so, so I that think... kid that kid won't want to lose her as his da- as a dad, will it? Yeah. So... Well, he did say that as well. But <laughs> I think I've gone for Anthony Agogo because I think that uh, Cody will lose, 
and get written off or beat him but get beaten up anyway after the match maybe maybe that's more likely but I think he'll come back later on as a father and with the new power of love that he's found through having a child then you'll then you'll get revenge but I think a go-go has got this in the bag I hope so anyway yeah. I think a go-go may lose the match but more importantly he'll punch Cody in the muscle that makes him talk and he'll do the world a favour for him. <laughs> he, he'll pull his tongue out <laughs> Yeah, he'll punch his tongue <laughs> and he'll roll roll like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Roll like a carpet through <laughs> his mouth. Isn't that when a cartoon's in love with someone? The jaw drops open and the tongue rolls. No, no. <laughs> That's right. You'll hit him that alone. Jerry the mouse drops an anvil on it or something. Yeah. And goes, ah! Brilliant. Cartoons are stupid. Yeah, well, Cody Rose jumps up 10 foot in the air after having a his foot punched or something. He'll come back down and roll up. And he just won't be able to talk to him all for a bit. A go goes chasing Cody. Cody paints a tunnel on the wall and runs through it. And then a go-go tries to do it as well and just hits the wall. Great. Looks at the camera and all you hear is womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> Birds are flying around. Yeah. yeah. Little, little Cody's flying around. <laughs> yeah. Go, you were saying, you were saying. He goes, no, get away from me. This is going to be a good match, actually, if it yeah. goes the way we say it. It won't, though. I uh, think it'll be pretty good. I think it could be good. Because I, I think Cody's booking's got him a lot of... It's lost some of the goodwill in the, past, <laughs> yeah. in the past year or so. But I think you can still put together a great match, often with people like Shaq, you know, who aren't really wrestlers. When he no-sold Shaq's powerbomb. Yeah. Okay, that was... Okay, yeah, that was still, bad. Still still trying to figure that out. Well, Shaq maybe, le- maybe Shaq will return? Oh. From parts unknown. No, nah, he used his magic abilities to get out, get out of dodge. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, he a power bomb and he got up. All right, yeah. So what, what do you think's the best match going to be then, Matthew? Ooh. That's a good question, actually, because moving on from a go-go and the T-shirt they put out, you see it. United, go-go that one. Cody, United, and I'm like, we're not. Well, no, it says United and then little letters states and then little letters kingdom below. That, we're foes, like Luger, Luger and Bulldog, like, no. We hate each other. Yeah. Uh, I can't see anybody buying that. I think that just goes for any wrestling t-shirt these days. Apart from Hangman Pages, because that's a genuinely stunning 80s logo. Mm. Oh, the best friends with the little chippy drawings. I like them. Mm. Uh, Best match... That's actually a good question. I'm I'm interested in uh, watching these matches, but am I invested (coughs) in any of the the results? Oh, I know. It's going to be Pac winning the title. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Marty, how, how are you? Yeah. Wait, wait, I, I admire... You, you, go on. You've been watching wrestling for a lot longer than me and Ross. Yeah. No offence. That was that was a horrible thing to say. I'm so sorry. No, it's it's true, though. You're slightly older than me and Ross. Um, and I admire your ability to still believe that one of your favourites is going to win when they're not. Because Pac's not going to win. I'm sorry. If I wasn't able to do that, then I don't think I'd be able to watch this with a smile on my face. It'd be me, me doing this podcast week because this sucked and this sucked. And, yeah. this. and in fairness, I, I have done that on more than one occasion. So I'm, I, I'm telling myself, look, I feel like this is going to be a long show. You've got to get excited for something. The possibility of Pac winning is strong. If not that, then Eddie what? Kingston and Moxley um, oh, winning no. the title. Or just Miro and Lance Archie having a good match. Yeah, That's there all you go. Rip Baker might win the... I think I'll, I'll be happy to see that oh, as well. Oh, they... Perfect. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. But I'm also struggling to pick a standout match because this yeah. this seems to be one where it's more about moments than matches. It's mm. more of like... A, yeah. It's more of a WWE card in a, in a weird way, actually. But I'll plump for... 
Uh, I'll go for I'll go for Omega Cassidy and Pack. I think they could do some really really good stuff in that match. Mm. Ross, what do you think? Oh, to go go and Cody all day long. Oh, that's the what I'm pa- looking forward to. The pageantry and stupid yeah national stuff that's going to be on show for the entrances and I bet there's a stupid ring announcer bit at the start and Cody crying for America and a go go not really caring for Britain because he's from England. <laughs> yeah. Can't ring an uppercut to a sunset flip. <laughs> I really think that uh, Cody's been watching Rocky Four, and that he's going to come out and be Apollo Creed and lose. Yeah. They they both think they're Rocky. They both think they're the yeah. Rocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine that! I oh, hope they've got stupid eighties montages as well, just before the match. <sighs> oh. Just make this as camp as humanly humanly yes. possible in every way. That's all I'm asking for. Living in America. Oh, just have any of Agogo's promos, or failing that. Any of his tweets laughing at Americans for not having conkers. They don't have con- they're good conkers. No, and he said, What do the Americans do? They just count their guns and eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we want him to win. This is really We have to make a mental note. When we do the did sorry, the culties at the end of the year, a go go for face of the year, all right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, even Ron Funches was calling the baby face of the feud. I saw that was on last week, yeah. And he's an American? A go go was like Pledging your allegiance to the flag without even knowing what it means. <laughs> then Funches was like, "Yeah, it's supposed to be the heel, man. Stop it, will you? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so proud to be American when you've got all these people who can't afford health care, mate? Oh wow, a go-go's going true. for it. He's a very go-going true. for it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> also, I saw a VS VS V one VSW. I know you said there V one on Twitter. Point out the logo on a go-go shirt is the Olympic rings. But it's because because yes. it, all of the letters in his surname are round O G O G O. It looked it, it's like the it's genius design. It's really good. Oh, is that what it was? I actually didn't get it because because I was thinking looking at that. Wait, the Olympics are very uh, tight on their copyright. <laughs> so is AEW. Um, but the I don't see that lasting very long. Yeah, maybe the, not. Yeah. The Michael Cole tell the story. Okay, Angle told the story about when they they said you're not allowed to call that move the Olympic Slam. It's the Angle Slam from now on because <gasps> Olympians the Olympics are very mad at be, be called that. We Michael can't Cole even... got told that and he proceeded to set, call it the Olympic Slam every time he could. Oh, Olympic Slam from the Olympics. <laughs> Angles of the Olympics. Like, the we, allowed we, to do it. We can't even use the phrase Olympics on the on the website. I'm sure it gets yeah. as, as as tight as that. Mm. Incredible, yeah. So the fact they've got that shirt. So what we're saying is, not, Tony Khan has not only bought the rights to Wild Thing. And uh, partly more, but also the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, double or nothing, that tied with AW Dynamite being on Friday, so after this podcast, so next week's podcast, there'll be a lot of AW to talk about and probably complain about when a go go doesn't rip off Cody's head like more combat style. But until then, this has been a long labor of love of a podcast, rather like. Dolph Ziggler. Thank you, Jack. So until then, next week, Ross, what have you got on tap for us until we come back and come in people's ears? Uh, Sunday I'll be on Twitch, uh, probably early on, I think, because I'm a bit bit busy in the afternoon doing a bit of FIFA. Uh, I've got a new uh, voiceover series starting on the channel on Sunday. You'll see that go live, no doubt. Monday Ooh. I'll have fails for Double or Nothing. Um That'll be, I think, they normally go live at 7 p.m. with the old premiere tool, tool on YouTube. See if we can trick the YouTube algorithm once again. Um, and that's it, I think, for the foreseeable. Ooh, what about yourself, Jack? Uh, I will be doing a What Happened at Double or Nothing in the immediate aftermath of Double or Nothing. And that should be up in like the early hours of Monday morning, like Sunday night sort of thing. 
and also uh, back next week on Twitch. We took a we took a break this week because Owen was off this week, and I was invited to a meal. So, but it's back next week. It'll be Football Manager on Wednesdays at six pm British time. So look out for that. That's what about right. you, Matthew? I will, too will be streaming Final Fantasy Nine, which I'm still not sure if this is a good idea or not because it's a it's an amazing game. I'm not sure it's suited for Cultaholic weekly streaming, where the other options are uh, Cultaholic FC within the title or Dream Daddy with Andrew. But it's still a great game, and thank you for joining us with this. And it will be at um, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow at uh, six p.m. British Standard Time, also known right. as a go-go time. Yes, we'll find that out. And that is what we have for you. The Patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. The mailbag and Reese's Pieces are both at mailbagcultaholic.com. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the person who DM'd me this week to say, what, what is the mailbag for Cultaholic? Because she was winding me up, so I told him. Oh, yeah, right. He said every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but to that person, everybody else listening, thank you very much for joining us. It's the end of the show, so we'd like to put our hands to the webcam. And say on the count of three. Hope you do this at home as well. We know you don't, but we pretend you do. One, two, three. Join, Join us. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.